0: It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination, full of features that help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex. Weights, morph, or other keywords, and use our buy it now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your marketplace account to your ship your reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the marketplace to sell your animals and supplies, and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad that also gets fed to the reptile report and our powerful marketplace Facebook page. Buying or selling? Use shipyourreptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates. ShipYourReptiles.com can also supply you with the materials needed to safely ship your animal successfully. Use ShipYourReptiles.com to take advantage of our discounted priority overnight shipping rates, the materials needed to ship your reptile successfully, live customer support, and our live, on-time arrival insurance program. We got you covered. Visit TheReptileReport.com to learn or share about the animals. Click on the link to the marketplace, find that perfect pet or breeder. Then visit ShipYourReptiles.com to ship that animal anywhere in the United States. We are your one-stop shop for everything reptile-related.
1: on radio. That's right. We've been doing this gig for 4 years, Owen. Uh What
2: is wrong with people? I mean, I would have canceled <laughs> this after a week. I mean, you and I were discussing early episodes and I am shocked you people keep listening, to be honest.
1: <laughs> yeah, shocked. we're going to talk I, 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 we're going to talk about some of those <laughs> no, we're not. I guess it's those not those classic talk. we don't talk about class- the early years. Uh, <laughs> classic moments. Um we also are going to have some uh, special guests calling in tonight to uh, later on in the show, uh, which will be cool. Um, yep. But I guess before we get to anything, the first thing will be first. This past weekend was the uh, Northwest Carpet Fest. Um, yeah. And uh, Amy, I, I don't know if she took the polar bear plunge uh, as well. but <laughs> I, uh- <laughs> I don't know, but
2: she... She said she was sick. So this past week, yeah. so it's like if she did take the polar bear points, that could be why she got sick. From for those of you who don't know, what it looked like is that out there, they actually turned the temperature of the of Doug's jacuzzi way way down and filled it with ice. And one of the auction items was um, to see how much time Nick Mutton had to be in the uh, jacuzzi, ice cold jacuzzi. Yeah, I, I wanna say they had it to ten minutes, which I, I believe you're approaching hypothermia at that point. <laughs> yeah. So um we're we you guys uh, we do love you guys over at that carpet fest, but if you guys don't stop with the escalation, you're gonna kill Nick. I mean one year <laughs> like they're just gonna kill him. And uh we don't want that. <laughs> so, well talk- so we enjoy the enthusiasm.
1: I, I was talking to Chris Salemi and he said uh, the only way that we can up that is for me and you to get into the uh, enclosure with a polar bear at the Bronx Zoo, and that See, would be the, the problem. Only is way to that I'm, up,
2: I'm crazy enough to do that. You would be seen as a food source immediately and probably <laughs> murdered. So,
1: although I could probably hide under a rock or something, you whereas could, you, exactly, know, you could hide,
2: <laughs> you could probably hide in a nook where the bear
1: can't get you. I of course, yeah. would then be murdered. Yeah. So I could you know. I could run where the squirrels go and I would be uh, <laughs> would be okay. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Let's. Uh, let's Ooh, dude, let's, let's, that, don't do that.
1: Oh, I just. Ooh, uh, that. I gotta take another swig of that. What are you drinking? Mmm, forty-year-old whiskey, dude. Stop it.
2: Bring that shit to Tinley.
3: Oh, that is.
2: <laughs> Your, Eric, is drinking, Eric is drinking a whiskey that is older than I am.
1: Uh, <laughs> that yeah, that's true. <laughs> so yeah, those guys over there, they raised eight hundred dollars for USARC. Arc, which that's is awesome. Um, yeah, which is cool. And uh Emily Kerr uh is the one that won the voucher for E B Morelia. So
2: uh, uh, uh I uh Chris uh won mine, so um Okay. Yeah. Yeah,
1: very very cool. Well, so it looks like they had a good time and uh, everything gee. went well, which is good to hear. And uh, of course, I told uh, Nick that I definitely will be out there next year. Um, I will try. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, that's so smooth! Wow. Stop <laughs> the <Okay>. a shot. <laughs> Sorry, <focus. laughs> uh, so, so I mean. Uh, I guess we have new people that are listening to the show, um, and we have (laughs) (laughs) people that uh, have been listening since the very beginning, uh, people that came on in between, uh, you know, so I guess tonight what we're just going to do is basically, uh, we're just going to give a little bit of the back history. Every time we do this every year, another story comes out or something that happened (laughs) that we forgot to hit on in the very beginning days.
4: Yeah, I mean we have 365 days of fucking up, so of course
1: there's some new shit to have to
2: talk about.
1: Yeah. You know. All right. Um we're what? This is episode two seventeen, so we have two hundred and seventeen episodes under under the belt. Um and then uh what what I figured would be pretty cool is that uh i I got a list of questions for you. You I, were supposed I had to have a list of questions for me I I had
2: my list, I <laughs> left it on my desk. So we okay. are going to I'm gonna just imagine it, all right? Yeah.
1: Damn it. And then we we're gonna talk to... about our, our top five shows and the guests that were on the shows. Yeah. And then yeah. uh we should have some uh some guest callers in by there. Um if you uh if you're listening live and uh we got the chat going on over on the Facebook uh group chat message, um if you are listening to this and you want to join in live, we do it every week, uh, where everybody just kind of chats as we're going along. But <clears throat> I guess, I guess uh, I did a post yesterday. That was a little sentimental. I guess I was. I'm feeling pumped. I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling excited about the fact it that, means, that
2: it doesn't have you know, that show with Justin, and and that that carried you over. Um, we the show with uh, Justin Julander, so
1: passionate type of guy and a a lot of times that passion is can be good as well as as bad i guess you know um but uh i mean i think that i i really believe that you know the the concept of this show was just two guys to to sort of like hang out and talk to uh talk to these breeders um of Mm -hmm. moralia and uh you know pick their brains and try to try to debunk some of the myths that are out there about uh you know about about all these different pythons that are in this morelia genus um, mm-hmm. I mean back then uh, morelia was a little bit bigger I don't know some people recognize why uh, you know recognize uh scrubs are still morelia and Bolins and all that um other yeah. people not, we kind of lumped them all in there because that's kind of why. What do I know? I'm looking at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. Don't worry. That's between me no, and keep buddy. reading. Yeah. Keep reading. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. You, you keep doing so, what you're doing. Don't you worry what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah.
1: So really, really, I mean, the show is really just about 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 highlighting them and their work and, and their passion. And uh, I don't think ever once, <laughs> that either one of us have claimed to be experts. Um, Dear God. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Um, We're just too, like I said, we're just too, you know, I thought it was, I thought it was a good, some people told me back in the beginning that it would be silly that we don't have uh, enough experience to to do a podcast, but. Showed in the beginning. Yeah. But the the thing that I thought is, is that we're going to be able to look at it from a beginner's point of view Mm-hmm. Or you know, I don't want to say that we were be- well. Maybe we were beginners back then. I don't know. I don't know where you would consider us on the on the. I mean, we we started keeping carpets in two thousand six, seven, and eight. So you know, we yeah. started twenty eleven. So you know, I mean, we, we had some experience, but obviously, we were not. Uh, well, there there were there were there
2: were more senior people people who've been keeping for twenty five years. Right. Stephen Morelli and stuff for that. There there were there were definitely people higher up who've done more. And I mean uh around the time when you and I started the show, I was just starting to kinda have a name to my face for the people at reptile shows and uh you know, stuff like that. And that's that that's just kinda how we started. I mean, the collections that you and I have now compared to the collections that we had when we first started, I mean, they're like what? double, like, triple the size and diversity right. of the collections that we started the show with. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, like, holy crap. And I attribute everything. Every, <laughs> like, all the, first off, I attribute all the success that my my reptile company has had to this show. And I attribute the diversity of my collection to the show. And I attribute most of my knowledge to this show. Basically, I just showed up one day, and this is just kind of how this all went. Um, Without NPR, I have no freaking idea if I would still be in this or to what capacity. I mean, all I had were like six Coastal carpet pythons when we started this damn thing. So,
1: (laughs) it it very much... I was going to say, you know, it's funny. Um, Mm -hmm. We were talking before the show. What I was laughing at so much is that... Um, I decided to go back and listen to, which which is really the, is the, second, episode,
2: the, yeah, the right? second episode. Yeah, the second
1: episode. So the so first you,
2: episode was just me. Which is horrible. And realized, realized it was so hard to talk to yourself that you put yeah. a post on the Morelia Python Radio Forum saying that you hated the show because you didn't really talk to yourself in a bathroom. So um, yeah. you asked if there was a co-host or if anybody wanted to co-host with you. And no one, no one commented on your forum. No one did anything about your post for like two days. Because yeah. I was sitting there and I read it, and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Do I really <laughs> want to? So, yeah. And then, and then I, I contacted you. We had a conversation on the phone. And then we had the second episode, which was you interviewing me. And I did it in my cousin's, Rooms of my cousin's house because I was watching his house at the time and uh it was it was really awkward <laughs> so yeah so
1: so I took down some notes from that show right oh, so oh, um, why <laughs> uh, yeah so first of all I was angry as shit man because the music that starts the show <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh man I must have I must have been working out some anger issues I don't know um we had a really long intro
2: there for a while, didn't we? Yeah, we
1: we played, like, the whole song.
2: <laughs> whole song. I, guess that's,
1: I guess that's just my music coming and out, we, you know? We did have the uh,
2: uh, the intro for us, like, our, like, no. Welcome to Marisha Python. I remember when yeah. we added that, we were insanely excited about... Just oh, yeah, that. we were high-end then,
1: man. <laughs> it was like, whoa, that's bad. Oh, my God. You know? says our names <laughs> so, well i think i think i think what it was is is that i needed some kind of music that got me pumped up like when you go to a gym and you're like you know yeah. you're not going to listen to like you know I, I i you know you're not listening to reggae music or something like that you're listening to like you know yeah. you know yeah. like some crazy, with a
4: killer killer guitar and a yeah. big drum jump,
1: beat. Jump, yeah. jump, 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 jump. you know that kind yeah. of stuff. Um <laughs> anyway, so, you know, it's got it got you pumped up. And <clears throat> I guess I guess the reflection that I would have from doing the show back then is that I was nervous as hell. I mean, oh, I don't dude, know about you, but I, I was just crazy nervous. Uh how am I gonna talk? How is I mean, are people gonna let well, you know? It's,
2: it's it was to crazy. Be honest, the first couple episodes I was nervous as shit because I'm talking to you and I had barely known each other and these guests. Again, we were fairly new, so these guests were people that you had just heard about, or like they were the guys who were posting on the forum, and they were the guys who had the debates and conversations. I just watched them, so it was like yes. talking to these people was like Jesus freaking Christ. So, and and it's funny now when people when we ask people about coming on the show, they're like, I'd be too nervous, and we're like, Why? <laughs> it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, just
1: so, like what are you talking it's about. Become,
2: we become so desensitized to it. It's like, I don't even think about the show anymore about it being that it goes out there to download and numerous people download it, listen to it. And also sort of the stuff it's, it's, it, it's it's a conversation between reptile nerds and friends. It's like, this is a conversation. Most of the shows that we put on are conversations that you can have sitting at your freaking table uh, yeah. with your reptile nerd friends. Or these are half the conversations that we see at Tinley. So it's like, it relaxed us after a couple of th- again. We became desensitized to it, but the yeah. first couple episodes th- have got to
1: be freaking rough. So. Yeah. So the f- the first show, I- I'm basically introducing you to the world as the new co-host, and uh, we sounded like we didn't even know each other, which I guess we, we didn't. didn't. We didn't. We had one. It's so weird. But it's so weird uh. to look back, and it's like. Wow, we really didn't know each other because <laughs> no. the way I'm asking you the questions, like uh, good, I have yeah, Owen uh, from uh, Rogue. He he <laughs> he runs uh, and operates Rogue Reptiles, like in some kind of big, huge facility. It's like,
3: <laughs> no, no, like, what the
5: hell? It's a tiny <laughs> room in my basement that I can barely fit in. So it's like you know, it, it,
2: oh. it's those it's those steps, and of course, it's funny because the chemistry between us it, it, it wasn't there. And, of course, that had to be worked up over time. And yeah. we, listen, we listen to new podcasts every once in a while, and you see some of the hosts struggle with that. And without a rapport, without a thing, it just kind of doesn't work. And if you listen to the episodes, like I bet you if you listen to the episodes in order, there's got to be one of those episodes, or probably one of the first, like, ten, where the tension well, just breaks.
1: Yeah, well, we we really quickly uh, I think we really quickly sort of got a rhythm down because I remember back then we were sort of um, we would be we would be listening to it and critiquing it, and the one thing mm-hmm. that we would always say is that like oh we're talking over each other or we're not yep. along with conversation or yep. you know you're it's, it, first, of all, it's time. Yeah, and, and first of all yeah and first of all it's hard to talk with somebody when you don't know and especially when you're bringing in three people let alone more than that when we started doing like the roundtables and stuff like the conversation if you just if we didn't if i didn't script it out and put it out like you know okay this is how it's going to go these are the questions that we're going to ask um you know, then it would be just anarchy, and I think sometimes yeah. maybe that's what other podcasts might do or don't do. I don't know, i, I you know, I, I just figured that I actually learned that from Blog Talk because there's like a big thing that you can read when you're when you're starting it up, and they tell you to kind of have a script for the show and and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. But uh, I like so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote you. Okay, <laughs> and a, I asked an you thing. like, what got you into reptiles, and I forgot this about you,
3: but uh, you yeah. say
1: I was poking around in the woods for turtles. Um, turtles, because mm-hmm. I really didn't like snakes because I had a nope. run in an eastern water snake. Eastern water. And it wasn't up, until, <laughs> it wasn't up until college where my roommate yep. had a, a Lucy Texas rat snake, and yep. then I got hooked. Yep. And I, you know that was the kind of thing I was like, wow, I forgot about that. You know, I forgot yep. about that whole. You know, we're so focused on telling other people's stories that, so you know, I don't know. Even I forgot about that story. It,
2: it was it was funny because that 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 water snake. It was I was like four or five when this thing like, and it was just I was walking around and it shot past my foot and I stumbled down and got banged up on this riverbank. But that thing stuck with me and I was terrified of snakes for like years in school and then in high school i started kind of like i don't know maybe they're not so bad and then my assigned college roommate in freaking college was chris Foley, and Mm -hmm. he was already into all the snakes and he brought his leucistic texas rat over because he was going to hamburg the next day and he was going to go sell it so it was in the dorm room for a night and hanging out with this thing for just one freaking day i was done the uh, next hamburger came around, I went up there and got a stupid, smooth-scale green snake, which, which in
1: hindsight, I thought you were going to
3: say
1: insurance. it again, <laughs> hey, which you oh, said is basically a shoelace with a head. Shoe with a head. <laughs> a shoelace with a head.
2: It was a shoelace with a head that the guy's like, it eats crickets. So I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? So I tried right. to eat this thing crickets. I never saw it eat. For so all I know, it was a wild caught. And, oh, dude, I bought it from a dealer blah, 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 all the mistakes you could possibly make. Thing dies in a month. And I'm like, crap. I, I kept it in a huge enclosure. Uh, I went to the Hamburg show in February that year and I bought my California king snake, shadow. And from that point on, it was done. It was over. Uh, for having shadow in June, I got my first carpet python. It was over. I mean, at that point it was rolling downhill to where I had 15 snakes in my college dorm room. Um, and that's where the whole rogue thing started. So, yeah, it's it's funny that you forget that kind of shit every once in a while. So, yeah,
1: you know, so that will lead me to what kind of... I'll, I'll paint the picture of how this whole thing kind of came about. So, I guess, um, like most people that are getting into reptiles, um, this is probably around... Uh, well, let me back up a second. I'll, I'll tell you, yeah. in two thousand, around two thousand, mm-hmm. um, my music thing, I, I, I was sort of settling down. I, I just got a house. Um, I, you know, you know, you see it all the time. Like people sort of get out, and then they sort of come back in. So this was mm-hmm. on my come back in phase. Um, you know, I was basically in my late twenties. Um, you know, and I wanted a Burmese python. So uh around that time I, I believe somewhere in that time frame um the NR uh NARBC in um Philly was was going on. Yeah. So I had went out to that and I was just amazed, you know, because basically up until that point my experience with reptiles was at Martin's Aquarium, which is a local <laughs> pet shop that's uh, that right me and Owen probably passed each other all the time and we probably
2: um, walked past each other more times than we could possibly imagine
1: I was yeah. probably
2: the door kid with the backpack on who just came from school so and <laughs> yeah. all I did was go there and play with the gators I mean dear god so yeah
1: so I I, I wanted a Burmese python so I go and I, I picked up a Burmese python and um, I didn't buy anything from that from that from that show but I I came back, and I was just blown away. I, I couldn't believe – number one, I couldn't believe that the variety of – like, what the hell happened? I didn't even know you could get these these things. Yeah, what, this is crazier than a zoo. I was like – my mind was just blown, yeah. Yeah. you know? And it's hard to relate when you've been doing it for that long to back to that feeling, that excitement, that – that, that, that craziness that you felt when you're walking in and you're seeing all these animals that you never thought you would see in real life. So I, 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 was, I was hooked, man. That was it. But back then, I never really had any concept of wanting to, wanting to breed. Um, it was not about breeding for me. It was about keeping, you know. So I just basically sat out. And for some reason, I've always been attracted to pythons. You know, I've dealt with numerous, uh, you know, species of snakes, colubrids, venomous, crocodilians, uh, turtles, uh, you name it. Uh, pretty much in my household, we had it. Um, and uh, I, did, for some reason, I was drawn to pythons, and I decided that I was going to try to, to get a collection of as many different species of pythons as I could. And... Uh, I did that, and I I started out, but for some reason, berms always sort of locked it in. I had, I, I then started learning that there was these things called morphs. I was like, what the hell? I can And this probably sounds crazy for people that are into it now, and it seems like, how could that at one point have been something new? You know, it's everybody
2: like, starts. Everybody starts. At, everybody's new at some point, and that's why I hate it when people get all. Pissed off when new people ask questions. You, you were new at some point, asshole. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's it, it, it. Everybody's new at some point, and there's, in my opinion, no dumb questions when it comes to reptile.
1: Um, no, absolutely you know, not. So basic, yeah. So basically, uh, I went from basically the 2000s up until about 2007. Uh, I think it was 2006.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I went to the pet shop, and they had this. What they call the jungle carpet python, and dude, I was just blown away by it. and and by by standards today, this thing was hideous. <laughs> it was just <laughs> flat out ugly, man. It was just the an crazy, ugly thing. Yeah. Uh, but the crazy thing was is that, you know, uh, it was it, it just was so different than what I was used to seeing. So I I, I picked that up, which. I, I guess that was my first carpet Python, but I don't consider that my first real carpet python, so to speak but um right. so I had that and and I sort of went on and whatever, and then I sort of decided that i um I think it was maybe or I don't even know how I stumbled upon it, but for some reason, I always liked listening to uh talk radio. Uh, when I would drive, for some reason, music, it was just sort of an escape, because I did music all the time, and this was something to sort of give my ears a rest, and not, not be, you know, you know, it's like when you're recording in a studio for eight hours, and you're playing gigs for, you know, four hours, and you're practicing, the last thing I want to do is listen to music, so I, I, somehow, I stumbled upon you know, reptile radio, and I was like, well, wait a minute, This, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're telling me that I can listen to people talk on a radio, you know, at the time, I, I looked at it as radio, about reptiles, this is freaking awesome, you know, so then I started listening to them, I listened to them every week, um, I loved, I just loved the dynamics that they had. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the, you know, I learned something every week. I love their approach. I love how they talked about current things and gave their opinions and sort of, you know, steered people in the right direction about things. And they talked about, but, you know, their main thing was ball pythons. And I think it was mm-hmm. Will Bird came on there and started talking about carpet pythons. And I'm sure you can look up somewhere in their archives is back in, it was maybe it was oh nine or something like that that they did an episode with Wilbur and that was, I'm like wait a minute there's other carpet pythons beside this one I had so kind of at that same time I was kind of moving uh, I, I was going through uh, personal issues and whatnot so I had to take my snakes and I had to take them and move them to my parents' basement and basically what I set up was a setup with. A hot a heat a hot lamp you know like a hot spot and they were in the basement during the winter during you know it was like you know it would get cold mm-hmm. other snakes didn't do so well but the carpet pythons dude they're like perfect they shed they ate they you know, <laughs> as long as they could get under that basking lamp and i'm like wow these are freaking awesome they're like no maintenance at all so then i started researching whatever I come across Bullwinkle on AC Reptiles. I mean, dude, I I, that, I I didn't at this point know about Benjamin or any of that. I just somehow stumbled upon um, this IJ Jag Bullwinkle, and that was just like, you know, again, back then, that was the I, – I, oh, and you can relate. You know, you were in it back – like, the Jag was the shit. You know what I mean? It's like – and then and then you had yeah. the Tiger Jag. Holy shit! Well, Mind the, the
2: first year, <laughs> the first year they did the tiger, the tiger to the jag, it was like a joint project between freaking um, uh, Jason Bay and Will Leary,
6: because
2: it was like the Jags over here, and ever and Will Leary's got all the Jags. But he didn't have the Tigers because the Tigers were over here with Bailing, and them doing a joint project. It was brought together the first um, tiger jag. And I had the Reptile magazine, like, clipping of, I guess I did an interview with Leary, and they had the picture of that female tiger jag that he had produced. I had a picture of that animal taped onto my stupid gateway desktop that I had in college to do all my freaking work on. And it was taped there because it was on, like, one day I'll be able to do something like that. So... <laughs> Yeah, you know, that was, like, in the beginning, Jags, like, people lost their freaking mind. And then you started getting yeah. into the high-percentage bl- blood jungles and IJs and shit like that, and people lost their minds even further.
1: Right. So, somehow from that, I stumbled upon, um, at that time, Anthony Caponetto had a forum, which was mm-hmm. called CarpetPythons.net. And basically, that was a forum that was about Carpet Pythons, and there was people there. And then I stumbled upon that, which led me to then find MP. So there was now two forums that you could go and talk carpet pythons. But you know, it was like okay, MP. Now, now we're talking. You know, now, now, now this is the shit. Um, so at the time, those guys are doing uh, you know reptile radio and whatnot, and it's going along. And I can't tell you, man. I hope I hope that there's one person that we Mm. touch in the way that I was touched by Reptile Radio, because every Sunday I would look forward to getting in my car and driving to work and listening to those guys talk. And they did like an hour and a half show, so at that time I didn't have to drive as long as I do now. But (laughs) it would be like it would get me up to halfway to the show, I'd get to work, and then on my way home i listened listen to the other half of the show. It was perfect. And they were so consistent. Every week was there. Boom, boom, boom. So I started sending them messages, which is you listen back to some of their shows. Every time they had a carpet python breeder on or somebody that was into Moralia, I sent them a question. I sent them a question. I emailed them a question. And I think at one point Larry says something about, man, this Eric, he's really, you know, we got to appreciate the fact that he's sending us questions or something. You know, it's it's crazy. And then when I heard my name on a podcast, I'm like, Oh, this is nuts! You know, it's (laughs) mind blown again. Um, Right. So, (laughs) so uh, at the time, at that time, uh, they started not being as consistent, and they started. That's when Reptile Radio started to slow down and whatnot. So, I had this idea that man, these guys are doing an awesome show, but they're doing it about ball pythons as the main focus. Wouldn't it be cool if there was a show that was about carpet pythons? as the main focus and um, there was nothing out there. And I think I talked to a couple of people and they basically told me that uh, there's not enough info. There's not enough to talk about, you know, uh, you know, you can't do a weekly podcast on carpet pythons, you know, um, I was just trying to get somebody to do it so I could listen to it. But everybody sort of said, you know, no, uh, there's no reason to do it. Right, um, right, right. So I, I contacted I thought, well shit, maybe I'll do it, <laughs> you know? Um so I contacted uh uh Larry and I mm. you know, I asked him, I said, "Larry, listen, uh would it be okay if we did a show um on carpet pythons?" You know, I really want to do a podcast about carpet pythons and but I don't want to step on your guys toes. You know, and he says, no, man, that's, you know, that's awesome. You know, do your thing. He gave me some tips. The number one tip he told me, be consistent. you dear God. And that somehow (laughs) speaks to your brain. Well, he told me, he says, you want to be successful with this? He said, you have to be consistent. And I think about those, that advice that he gave me back then. And I have to thank him for that because he, he, he like made a point. That's such a point with me. That,
2: that
1: that's how we had to roll. So. It's such
2: a point. With, it's such a point with you that when I suge- I was afraid to suggest to you that we move the show from Saturday night to a night during the week because I knew you'd freak out. So that's yeah. how that's how it got in there. So it was, you know, yeah. Like that definitely <laughs> sucked. And when you're talking about how like you're hoping that we like touch some, some people in some way, like, like Reptile Radio got in contact with you or something like that, just look mm-hmm. at, we we should conduct an experiment and just not do a show one Tuesday, like not announce, just not show up. See how many people lose their minds on Facebook that we are, have not shown up or on Wednesday that they don't have anything to download. And that's <laughs> proof enough that how many people really, really care or really, really yeah. want to listen. Us uh, talk, which just amazes me. But yeah. Anyway, back to what you were saying.
1: So well, yeah, so I have this. I have everything's kind of in motion. I'm like, okay, I'm going to call this Morelli Python Radio, and I just kind of have this idea. You know, Larry's sort of giving me the blessing to go ahead with it, but I don't mm-hmm. know how to start it. So it just kind of <laughs> laid there for a while. Yeah. And about the same time um, that this was happening. Um, I got. I, I, I mentioned this on the post that I put the other day, but I got to give a shout out again. And basically, the people there's there's two people that really sort of, in a way, I guess, are responsible for this whole thing because they're the ones that really fueled my passion for carpet pythons. Um, it's actually three people, but the one other one wasn't you're, on you're Facebook. You're uh, adding people. <laughs> Well, so. the other one wasn't on Facebook, so I didn't post them up. But I probably should. have. Right. He
2: he doesn't uh, do it
1: anymore. But no. anyway, the first was Jason. I went to Hamburg. I'm walking around, and at the time, I was like one of those guys that sort of I, I just wanted to do it all. You know, I wanted to have that collection where I had, you know, like a uh, a skink, a snake,
3: a turtle.
1: Supportive. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's no clear deer. direction, it's... just kind of like no. all these different things. I'm doing a colubrid and a python and there's like a a, 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 a you know, a crazy like a neotropical boa mm-hmm. or something like that. Hey, <laughs> like clearly you no know... You're the guy
2: Yeah, I mean no no sense where you're the guy walking out of Hamburg with a retic uh a hog island boa and a taiwan beauty like rat snake and you're like, "What the hell kind of collection does that guy have?" But yes. it and and a, and a box of moon crab, but it's, yes. um <laughs> it's, it's funny because you mentioned Hamburg and you mentioned Jason, and it I, and I thought about this a few times. I had to be at that show where you were there talking to Jason like the entire time, bought your tiger jag sib or whatever. I had to be at that show because I've been to yeah, every single were.
1: Hamburg. Yeah, I probably pushed you in, out of the um, way you were shit. It was in December of '09,
2: I yeah, believe. I
1: definitely, that, that, at that
2: point, at that point, I had graduated college, and I was mm-hmm. really starting to buy my own had done. So, I mean, that was the year I got talent uh, from Jason. So,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, that was a two. The, the well, maybe it was 2008. No, it had to be 2009 because. He was, the, the, the animal that I bought was had some age to it, and it was a 2008. Um, right. And I actually bought two. I bought a pair. But nah. I'm walking around, and I'm like, I'm looking to spend money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm looking to buy. I want to leave this place with a snake. And, you know, <laughs> nobody would talk you're, to me. You're my, you're my favorite customer. But nobody <laughs> would talk to me. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? Like, And this is why, like, you'll hear me talk, I'm sure, in previous rants about, you know, people that sit on their freaking phone while they're at a show and they're not engaging people. And then they're like, the market sucks. (laughs) The sky is falling. Put down your goddamn phone and start talking to people. Get them excited about it. You know? Did I ever tell you what,
2: did you ever see Howard, what he used to do at the shows when he first got started?
1: No. Son of
2: a bitch brought a freaking helium tank and had balloons that said Redding Reptile Breeders. And he would just walk up to you and be like, you need a balloon and just tie it to your damn wrist. And then you would have to talk to him. I mean, that's how I met Howard. I'm a grown man and he's tying a balloon to my wrist. I was like, who the hell is this guy? So that's 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 how it works. So, I mean, that kind of enthusiasm and getting in front of the table and talking to people is what you need. I love it because I I told you that 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 Roden guy that was behind me in that one show that fell asleep at his table, he woke up and he goes, sales are just not going today. And I'm like, what the hell? How would you (laughs) fucking know? (laughs) You've been sleeping the entire time. So it's just one of those things.
1: But Jason didn't know me. He didn't know anything about me. He didn't know who I was. I was just a guy walking by, and and I was blown away, like floored by this yeah. tiger carpet. knew nothing about it, had no idea what it was, none of that. And I I walked up and I started talking to him. And he started talking to me about the jeans, and I was like, "Man, this guy is cool. You know, he's actually talking to me, and this is this is so awesome." Um, so I ended up leaving with a pair of snakes. Uh, from him from then mm. and uh that's sort of what that's sort of what started the ball rolling i mean that yes. th- that pair of snakes is kind of like i still have the pair i've never bred them um but i just have them they're sort of pets and that's kind of cool. how it is you know um they're awesome uh really really cool snakes um but uh actually no you know what that was 2008
0: uh mm.
1: that i that i picked them up i'm sort of cuz I do have a pair that I returned back from 2009 when I got another pair from them. Um anyway, the uh the other person that sort of fueled the passion for me so to speak was uh Nick Button. Everybody knows who Nick Buttons is if you're in the Carpet Pythons. Um but uh for some reason, I was scared to death of this dude. Uh if <laughs> if, if if anybody remembers Nick back in uh on on MP. <laughs> um, sometimes there would be some heated debates over there. Yes. But his yes. his um his avatar was this dude just punching somebody. <laughs> it was just it was like a move. You know what I'm talking about? You remember? It was just right. like punch. It was just like yes. punching yes. some dude at the schoolyard or something. Yeah. And this I'm like hilarious. I'm a little scared of this guy. <laughs> I don't so know
2: this I, guy he is pissed. Yeah, it's, yeah.
1: Yep. I wanted a snake from him, and and knowing Nick now, he's not really an email guy. He's a he's yeah. a talk on the phone guy. So yep. when you send him an email, he always sends back, "Give me a call." <laughs> call me. <Yeah. laughs> and it's that. like, ah, <laughs>
3: oh,
2: I gotta call this guy,
1: and I'm like, he, oh, knows,
2: I don't know. he knows if he gets you on the phone because that was the same thing that happened to me. I first called him, and then he, I, I emailed him. He was call me, and I called him, and I didn't realize he was on the West Coast, and I kind of woke him up. But um, regardless, um, <laughs> nice. And, and he had he had me on the phone for about an hour, and then at the end of it, he goes, "All right, so I'm chipping out this snake." I'm like, "Okay." So yeah, and that's how I got i, I my first one from him was a lemky male adult male. So yeah, okay.
1: um, I think I think at the time I was one of those guys that kind of contacted him and just was looking for some direction. Um, mm-hmm. I was trying to get a feel for, like, what the whole thing was that was going on and everything. And right. I contact I I had – at the time, caramels were just sort of, like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: hitting the U.S. Like, there was, like, yes. three people that had caramels in the U.S. Yeah, and, I, and I, I had
2: just gotten my pair of O 9s yeah.
1: It was right around that same time. So mm-hmm. I had contacted mm-hmm. him. And I had asked him, um, you know, if, uh, how do I get that? And he's like, well, there's this guy over in the UK. um, Mm -hmm. His name is Paul Harris. Have you ever heard of him? And I said, no. And he said, okay, it's UK Pythons. Go check it out. So I go there. And that was probably the next, that was the next tier. That was like, what the fuck? Like, what is this shit? And how do I get it? You know, I, I couldn't I couldn't even wrap my head around it, you know. So I, co- I contacted him back, and he's like, I can get you a caramel Jag, you know, for this, you know, some crazy amount back then, <laughs> you know. Oh, for um, oh, God, that must have been horrible. Yeah. I
2: mean, holy crap.
1: So I said, okay. And he said, this is how it's going to work. They do a shipment, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay. So I got in on that, that shipment, and next thing I know, I got a Carmel Jag coming. Well, <laughs> the shipment comes in, mm. and there was a buyer for a Zebra Jag, which is now mm. the one you own.
2: Uh, by the yeah, way. Okay. yeah I remember, <laughs> okay. I remember the story. There was a the buyer for the Zebra Jag, and they backed out, and Nick's like, you want they... the Zebra Jag? And, of course, you, being young and impressionable, jumped at it. <laughs> so... Well,
1: at the time, Zebra Jag... A Zebra Jag at that time was $5,000. $5,000. Yeah.
2: Zebras themselves you know. were just showing up in the people who have the ridiculous amount of money, carpet people. Um, yeah. uh, and to have a Zebra Jag, which meant you had a yeah. zebra old enough to breed, was ridiculous. So, yeah. It, it, yeah. yeah.
1: I so, I said Dude. to him, he did it in true Nick fashion. You know mm-hmm. if you get this animal you can breed it to your blah 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 and I already I'll, know I'll that if you, you have a blah you, blah blah you can that you're gonna be able understood. to produce blah blah blah. <laughs> and I'm like,
3: That is a brilliant plan. <laughs> it will
2: make perfect sense. Why don't I do sooner Yeah, that yes. this is how dangerous phone calls happen. Um yes. it's like how last year when I'm like, I want to get a example Jag and hang up, I'm like, Well, I got the example jag and albino and a head examic.
1: <laughs> How'd that happen? <laughs> yeah. So uh so I, I picked that one up and that was that took me some time to pay off. I was on a payment plan, but when I got that snake I was that was it, man. You know, I was hooked. At the same time I was sorta of, I've always sorta of did this balance where mm. I had the cross designer stuff and then I also yeah. had the pure stuff. Now the yeah. next big Morelia guy that stepped into my world into my life and sort of put me on a direction was Luke Snell. Uh, um unfortunately a lot of the new people um didn't have the experience of, of, of knowing Luke. Uh yeah. he was he's not he's not dead or anything, so when I'm talking to him, <laughs> yeah, like, we, you know, we can <laughs> kill him. I mean <laughs> like sort you know, of, this, uh, I you think he hit that back. point very yeah, he just took a step back and step out. Yeah. He, anyway, I,
2: I he still reads, but nowhere near to the capacity, and I think he just does it for fun, which is more power to him. So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: He uh he sort of was uh this uh, that he he was big time into IJs, which is where my mm-hmm. love of IJs came from. Um, um. It was, you know, talking to him. He always took the time to talk to me, answered my emails. So I decided that I wanted to buy some snakes from him. So um, I he lives up in North Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. which, um, I don't know if he's still there or not. But anyway, I decided, why not? I'll take the trek up and I'll be able to see you know, some of his collection. Well, that was just like, that was a major turning point, man. Because not only did he have carpets. He had chondros. Ah! <laughs> <the football pythons. laughs> yeah, oh. you know, so it's like, oh, my God, what the hell is, what the hell is that? You know, and he's like, mm-hmm. ah, this is a green tree python and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, he, he kept them small, like, you know, like, I guess, everybody not like you're know. supposed yeah. to, but, like, yeah, <laughs> you know,
2: was,
1: he followed the way like, that you supposed like to be. people do, Yeah. <laughs> And uh, you know, I was like, "That's an adult female," and he's like, "Yeah, it's an adult female." And I couldn't believe how small it was, you know. And then I couldn't believe that, like uh, at the time, he had just started producing red jags um, and red coastals, uh, which if you—that's who V came from. Everybody yes. knows yes. V red jags. Yes. Um, I oh, oh, can't, Luke. No, I'm
2: not transporting any more animals for you, goddammit! Because every time you have to <laughs> pick up an animal for you. I'm like, it's just the prettiest red jacket I've ever seen. Holy crap. It's a reduced pattern diamond Python. You get, get yourself another, you know, delivery boy. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, he's so uh, dude, one of my favorite animals.
1: <laughs> so, but this is prior to that. I, I picked up a pair of IJs from him, mm-hmm. uh, which I still have. And, um, you know, I, I, to me, that was like his collection of IJs was the I mean, they were like unbelievable, and the wh- his passion for those animals and how he would explain them and like you know I I don't I was just I, it was like uh, you know what do they call that when you know when you have like uh, what do they call that like a man crush or whatever just like when he talked you were like oh I got to stop and listen to this guy because he just he just was <laughs> spot on with what he said man he was just such a cool dude. <laughs> Uh, I, I didn't I don't know your know. connection so, with
2: I didn't know your connection with Luke was that extensive, but um.
1: Well, no, he's okay. just like really.
2: No, no, no I'm it, not judging. He, so.
1: <laughs> yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: <laughs> anywho, uh, anyway. so right about this time, right about this time, I'm talking to Nick and I'm telling him about my idea, and you know, you've heard him say many times on the show, it's like, and this would be my advice to people like, if you got an idea, man, just do it. If you screw it up or if it fails, so what? But at least you took the chance and you did it. You gave it a shot, you know? Mm -hmm. Just just freaking throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. So after one of those pep talks and whatnot, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do that podcast. It's going (laughs) to happen, you know? So uh, I had actually contacted Luke. And I was like, yep. "Hey, Luke, you know, would you be interested in doing uh, a podcast about Morelia?" And uh, yeah, he said, uh, "I don't really have the time, you know, blah blah blah." Yep,
3: yep,
1: yep. yep. And I said, "Okay, um, I guess." He's like, "I'll definitely be a guest. I'll fill in when, when, when." Yeah, everything. he was our he was our backup host for a while. <laughs> yeah, so. he's like. I'll do all that, no problem, you know, but I, I couldn't commit to, to a weekly thing. So yeah. I said, screw this, man, I'm locked in. You know, I did a test show that I never aired. But like, like Owen said earlier, it's very difficult to talk to yourself Yeah. and do a show and talk. Just yeah. you talk with no, like, nothing coming back at you to sort of bounce off of. Nothing, no... <laughs> you know, nothing. It's, you're
2: you're basically smiling. giving this you're giving a speech. You're basically right. giving a speech at that point and and it's and it's hard to do that. And yeah. it's one of those you know the it's one of those it's hard to comprehend until you're on there. And I would challenge anybody who thinks that this crap is easy to sit here. And make something that you're going to down let people download and judge you on and not feel nervous.
1: Yeah. And for anybody oh, that's smooth. Ooh, that's smooth. Stop for, anybody that,
2: <laughs>
1: for anybody that uh for anybody that uh doubts what I'm saying, this is what I was saying that they were saying earlier about going into the bathroom. Go into your bathroom. Sit there and talk for fifteen minutes. See how well you do. You know what I mean? That's basically the the gist of what it is to do a podcast by yourself. You know? You don't want to read because then it sounds too Um, on today's episode of Morelia Python Radio. We have <laughs> Yeah. You gotta have some 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 uh some spunker or whatever in your in your speech and Um, it's 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 really difficult. But anyway, um I I said, Screw this, man, I'm doing it. So I go and I do this I remember I should have listened back to that episode, but (laughs) probably I do if I
2: can't if I don't want to even think about the episode where we first started, or we're not even gonna talk about the one we were talking about earlier. No. (laughs) I mean if I can't even comprehend that, you doing that show by yourself like you I it's like I go go into a room in your house and, and try to talk about a, yeah. a subject and not to sound stupid or weird or stumble over your words. I mean, you have to have coherent thought and it has to be good.
1: Yeah. That's hard. So I basically what I did is I went on the forum and I looked at what people were breeding. And what was like the current coolest thing going on in the world of Morelia and Carpet Pythons. And I kind of wrote some notes and I sat Mm -hmm. down and I did the show. And that's (laughs) that's what I was like, that is going to be too hard to do every week. Um, I need a co-host. I cannot (laughs) do this by myself. I said, but the one thing that I kept thinking is in the back of my mind is I need somebody that's kind of like – looks at the glass a little bit different than I do. I need somebody that's sort of a <laughs> I'm sort of a yin. that
2: bowl. I need to find the I guy need... who knocked over the cup. <laughs> <So. Yeah.
1: laughs> I need a yin to my yang. I need a, you know, a, <laughs> uh, you know, that kind of thing. Um because that's what makes for, you know, good conversation and entertainment. And I need somebody that's going to that has to have a sense of humor. And that's mm. kind of like what I was judging things on. So you're right, I go and I post up this thing on MP, and everybody's kind of like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> it's a good idea, like, but I'm not like, doing three, that.
2: There were like three comments who were like, this is a great idea, I look forward to listening to it. And I'm like, nothing, nobody's going to, no one wants to, all right. <laughs> so yeah, there were several people who were like, good job, Eric. No, no so, No input, no volunteering to help.
1: So, yeah. So the funny thing is, is at this time, I'm sort of the new guy on the block. And I am just buying carpet pythons. Like, it's nobody's (laughs) business. You were pissing me off. I am, like, buying everything. I got my list. I got my name on every list there is. Like, if there's a list, I got my name on it. Uh, You know, it'd be like... Uh, I got uh, so-and-so. Oh, I got five from that clutch.
3: Who is this? <laughs> oh, the one story God. that
1: everybody tells me all the time is, at the time, citrus tigers were hot, you know? Yes. Everybody wanted citrus tigers. Yes. So in, 2000 and, in 2009 is when I got my first ones. I contacted Will, and I wanted a pair. And if I told you how much I paid for them, you'd probably smack me in the head. I, but anyway. I, I
2: would. I will. Now, just on principle. But yeah, yeah. It was a lot. It, it was over. It was funny because, well, probably way over, over the price grand. of a normal tiger now. Jesus
1: Christ. Over a grand. <laughs>
2: but. For Jesus. a pair. Jesus. See, what's funny is on Wilbur's website, he had yeah, his that's, that's that non- I hate that website. It was not. You were the main reason I hated that website. But there were his non, his citrus siblings or whatever the hell they were calling them. They were like a couple hundred bucks. I'm like, I'll save up for them. Every striped animal, I'm like, you know what? If I had the cash to get that one. And it didn't have any price. It just said Inquire next to it. Now, in the old days when it said Inquire, that was a poor sign. That meant that animal was way too expensive for you. So (laughs) it was funny because. I'm like, I'll check on the website. And all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, thanks, EB. And I'm like, all right, somebody bought that one. I come in the next day, it says, thanks, EB. I'm like, did the same guy buy that one? And then I go like two days later, and there's three of them that say like, thank you, Eric. Thank you, EB. Thanks, Eric. I'm like, who the hell is this guy? And then <laughs> you didn't just buy you didn't just buy the Tigers. You started buying the ones that weren't so tigery. And I'm like, God damn it, he took the ones I wanted. And it's yeah. fun because I talked to Howard. And Howard says the same thing. He goes, I didn't know who the hell this guy was. he started buying all the citrus tiger shit that I wanted. So it was funny because then you also, you contacted me because I had a clutch of high contrast Queensland, Queenslands at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And you put your name down on that list too. Mm-hmm. So even before we started this venture, you were already down as a list as one of those animals. So yeah. it was, you were everywhere. And I remember having an actual conversation with somebody because there wasn't any carpet breeder that I knew of near Philadelphia. So yeah. like, all right, I'll build up Rogue and it'll be nice and cool, but you only guy here, I'll go to Hamburg. Da, 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 da. Um and then you started buying up like crazy. I'm like, holy crap, this dude's gonna put me out of business. This dude's gonna buy up everything. He's gonna breed everything. <laughs> I'm not gonna have any babies to sell. It's gonna be freaking over. I talked to I talked about you to several people going, Oh man, he's saw oh, I don't know what he like, I don't know if he's got a freaking like if he you found a pirate ship and has a chest of gold, but there's no way he can <laughs> afford all these animals. Who is I'm this pretty, guy? You
3: must, you, you, this you must be stopped. You must
1: be stopped. So the real
2: reason so I think... joined Marley Python Radio was to get close to you so that I could eventually assassinate <laughs>
1: yeah. you. Yeah. Keep your enemies closer. <laughs> yeah, bring
2: you close, <laughs> yeah. gain your trust, kill you, and then take yeah. over the Philadelphia region. Yeah. The whole thing.
1: <laughs> I kind of figured as much. But, um, my <laughs> show number three, I knew. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so then you, uh, we decided, you know, I was like, okay, this guy's local. Uh, mm. he's kind of into the same thing. He's a little younger than me. He's probably, he's got a, a different perspective. Uh, oh. you know, he worked at zoos and, you know, blah, blah, oh, blah. I was, I was still like,
2: working. Oh, no, no, I had left the zoo because yeah. I had gotten tired of being a chew toy. So that was, <laughs> um, dear God, those days. Uh, anyway, but, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. And I know there was something that you also talked about because uh, you mentioned to me once that you were nervous about who was going to ask to be in the show. And, and I didn't think about it, but imagine if a co-host had come from you and be like, I'm in Texas. Well, now we've got to deal with a time difference here. Or... You know, yeah. on different parts of the world. We're, we're like, we at that point we were two minutes down the road. Um, you guys were, uh, your house, um, is near a high school, and mm-hmm. I actually taught at that high school for right. at least uh, half a year, and I didn't even know that. So wow, that's yeah. crazy.
1: isn't it, yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's that's kind of how Morelia Python Radio happened, and. Um, you know, uh, at the time it was, uh, I don't know, it was just kind of like, you know, it just kind of rolled and it kind of grew as, as we, uh, as we did it. And, um, we just kind of learned as we went and, uh, you know, I mean, it really, like I said at the beginning, really, I mean, the two things that are, are really the most important factors to the show is the guest, Daring you, Daring you
2: asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what? Got nothing. Uh, Darren's a jerk. <laughs> it's just the chat. I'm reading the chat. Um, apparently, uh, Darren wants us to walk around Tinley with mini skirts handing out bills. Business cards is what I'm getting at over here.
1: <laughs> uh, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> no, it ain't
2: gonna happen. No, dude, I have. I don't have the legs for a skirt. Are you kidding me? Anyway, no. um, back to what we were talking about. But
1: so is, yeah, that- so that. That that's kind of how it started, and uh, you know, I remember, I remember when uh, I was we were trying to come up with a a website or a way Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. now remind you that Facebook really wasn't the thing at this point. Um, The forum was was
2: still really there, yeah.
1: Yeah, you didn't do snakes on Facebook. That was like to find your girlfriend from when you were in high school. Um, (laughs) that's really what Facebook was about it wasn't about you know the forums are still (laughs) (laughs)
3: still
1: still the thing Um, so uh, you know we were trying to do this thing where we would have um, uh, an animal to talk about each week you know in our our, like in our beginning of of the episode so we had this idea of Morelia pick of the week you know, and we did it on a Google site and mm-hmm. basically it was a Google website and you'd have to go, <laughs> I'd have to go to the forum and search yep. through and sort of look for what I thought was the best ones, contact a person and say, we're going to talk about the da-da-da-da-da. Yeah, and, yeah. And you know, sometimes they'd say nothing. Sometimes they would say, fuck off. Sometimes they would say, yeah, yeah. cool, whatever, you know, um, and, uh, You would I would put it over on the site, but that just became too much. And then sort of Facebook kicked in, and it was like, oh, let's do this Morelia Pick of the Week here. You know, let's let's see what this is about. Um, I have to mention this as well, uh, and this goes into my list of um, top five uh, shows, so to speak, Uh, because we do have two callers on the line. I don't know if that's our. uh, our people are not. Anyway, um, I remember mm. we we were doing the carpet shows and everything was cool. And, you know, yeah. that was kind of wrong. But we sort of wanted to venture off and do a Condro show. Yeah. And I remember putting it out there somehow. But uh, I think it was on iHerb, uh,
2: I believe. It might have been. Because I remember we used to run the freaking uh, – calendar off of MariaPlythons dot com. I mean they were used to that used to be home base. I mean that's where everything was
1: there. Yeah. So uh Buddy contacted me and he said <laughs> that he wanted to come on and he wanted to talk Condros and yes. he wanted to uh sorta of break down the misconceptions of uh you know what, people think about chondros, but at the time, me and you thought those misconceptions, you know what I mean? We were well, like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, said, wait a minute,
2: die <laughs> if I look at them cross eyed. What, yeah, I mean, like, that was there was a lot of those that were <laughs> um, doing that stuff. Uh, so, uh,
1: Buddy's first show was kind of the one, mm-hmm. one of the ones that stood out to me personally as something that I took away something from because that's- that really sort of gave me a different understanding of Condro. It really sort of
2: it, it it is and I mean he's on the list of I know, I know you told me to make a list of the people that I would that was that my favorite people to have on the show. He's on that list as buddy and having him on for the different shows we've had him on over the years as well as, you know, he's just one of my favorite carp snake people. So Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was it, he was he was oh, man, he was he was like one of those guys that you know he shared that passion he shared that uh that 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 want to sort of break down the walls of the misconceptions of of these snakes and and stop people from spreading the 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 rumors and the and the you know all these different things well, like. Um... Apparently,
2: he's on the queue. <laughs> so, if we really oh. want to
1: talk about him.
2: <laughs> he's the uh, 410 number in the queue. <laughs> so. oh, 410,
1: let's see. I guess I should get in front of my computer. Oh, what are
2: you doing? You're, you're over by the scotch again, aren't you?
1: Uh, sorry, I was you're dipping into the uh, Teller <laughs> Irish whiskey to uh, celebrate. Hey, buddy, we were just chatting about you.
2: I know.
7: <laughs> hey, guys. How you hey, doing, up? buddy? Uh, congratulations! Four years. What a milestone! Uh,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> we'll, exactly. well, hopefully we'll just keep going till I like, die. So. Gotcha.
7: <laughs> well, hey, that, that's okay. That's uh, you know, uh, forty, fifty years down the road, right?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> I say we're going to be bills in the.
7: I think bills yes. in the queue too, as well. Okay. Bills
2: on the the queue, or.
1: Careful,
2: one of them might be my father, so
1: please okay, be careful. that's you fine. On here. <laughs> who's, who's 484? That
4: Do not push that button. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, there's Bill. Hey, Bill. It's,
4: it's Bill from
5: Morgantown.
1: That was wrong.
5: We'll get to him in a minute. Uh, <laughs> so. ah, congratulations, guys.
2: Thank you
1: very Thank much. You. Thanks. Well, yeah, we were we were just talking about the uh, the first show that you came on, buddy, and um, I think that people really want to are really considering maybe getting into Condra. I mean, I know you guys do your own show now, and you've talked about this on your show as well. But I don't know. For me, that show really that that was a turning point in my idea of what condros were about you know and they right. were sort of that morelia that was untouchable unkeepable uh <laughs> you know you had to be like a, you could only have condros if you worked with them and that was it you know you couldn't you had to be an expert you know they right. were the top. Yep. <laughs> so yeah glad glad to change that
7: misconception though i have to say my favorite condor show you guys did was with rico Yeah. That was Uh, also on
2: my. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. So that's that's an awesome show.
1: That was... Uh, uh,
2: I I like the ones from ICAST that got horribly out of control. (laughs) 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 That one stumbled out of control so quickly it was ridiculous. And uh, that was probably one of my favorite shows because I... Was not in the right mind to be on the show, so um, and did not help that. So it was. That oh, you one mean I the show that
5: was actually at iCast? At iCast, i at iCast. One oh, um,
2: it was at iCast where um, Casper stole my phone. Buddy was doing the show, and you know I was off in a corner drinking. So yeah, it was. That was probably one of my favorite shows. So
5: yeah, was, <laughs> you guys should do talk. one from Tinley.
2: Yeah, was, yeah. No. No, that's You're why it says no more live shows. So there's
1: a reason <laughs> for that. <laughs> oh, man. We kept trying to do well, one for
2: Carpet Fest, but they never happened.
1: Yeah, somehow that never comes to light. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. It just the, – the whole – you know, you bring up the thing with Rico, and one of the things that I wrote down about that show um, in particular is – and, Buddy, you'll probably be able to uh, – Really talk about this since you you kind of, you knew him. Um, I was really really nervous about that show because yes. I was like a yes. a nobody, and here's this guy that's kind of like he's the guy when it comes to Condros. And I was I, I didn't want to ask stupid questions. I didn't I wanted to <laughs> ask the right questions. I, I wanted I, I was just so nervous. But the coolest thing was is that he had a way of just sort of making you feel at ease. And I remember getting to the end of the show and I was just like, wow, that was just like, that was like talking to Owen. That was probably even better talking to Owen. You know what I mean? I don't know. Most likely, yeah. I mean, I don't like talking to Owen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That was just really awesome uh, to be be able to to have that experience with him on that level. It was was really cool. And you
7: know, uh, that show, uh, it typifies Rico. He was, you know, Willing to share and be mellow.
1: <laughs> yeah.
5: You know, it's just uh it's it's the classic example of and and I've complimented Buddy in the same regard, is there are a lot of people out there in the world that are very good with condros. I mean Rico wasn't the only one that had a a, a condro like way about him. There are other people out there. The big difference in Rico and Trooper and some of the other people or they had the same kind of uh, feeling dealing with people. And that's the big difference in in those guys. They had it all, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
1: Well, well, we look at you, uh, Buddy, that way. Same with you, too, Bill. I mean, you guys are kind of like, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know about Owen, but for me – I look up <laughs> to you guys.
3: <laughs>
1: no, well, I can't say yeah, for him. Eric
2: looks up to everybody because he yeah, is not that tough. So <laughs>
1: uh, too many are <laughs> Not at med-
2: Southern Carpet Fest. He was taller
5: than a lot of people down here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That doesn't happen very often. You found
3: your people. (laughs) I mean, why'd you come back?
1: (laughs) I felt I felt like I was in the land of the hobbits. You know, I was like, wow, my,
3: wow, this is what I've been in. Finally.
5: (laughs) Ah, that was the alcohol. Yeah, you were really the shortest person there. Excellent. (laughs) Damn it, (laughs) but. Well, you you say that, but and I don't want to take words out of Buddy's mouth, but we're the ones that are riding your coattails on on the GTP Keeper Radio show. You know, Buddy, I mean, will be the first to tell you he modeled his show after uh, your show. Even though Eric, you still can't say GTP Keeper Radio.
3: Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's that All true. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> it,
7: you, like I said, you guys are, uh, you give the Morelia world a great voice and, you know, four years of weekly shows is incredible. Um, oh my God.
5: If you, if you can't even imagine, you guys were talking about doing, being consistent in your shows. Buddy and I show, we're lucky to go once a month and it's, it's a lot of work for that one month episode I, I i can't even imagine what you guys do weekly
2: eric right. take most of it i just show up So <laughs> just a, I that
1: nope. <laughs> sorry <Yeah. laughs>
2: that was
1: that was the deal
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> be quiet and just go over there all right so yeah i mean i can deal with that
1: yeah but uh that's awesome so yeah i'm glad so, you guys uh you know called in and uh Chatted yeah. it up with us. But,
5: yeah, you know, not going to take, take away from the glory of your show, but uh, thank you. we both wanted to call in and, uh, you know, really again give you our thanks and appreciate uh, everything that you've done for uh, all of
2: us keepers in the,
5: the past and in the future.
2: Thank you, well, and uh, are we, we're seeing Bill at Tinley. Yes, uh, buddy, you three you can't, you can't get away, can you, buddy? I cannot. Nope. Damn. All right. No. So. All right. Well, we, so. we'll, we'll next we'll year. Spirit. Oh,
7: Hopefully next really. year I'll be there in the fall. Fingers awesome. are crossed. Awesome. Um, I'm, cool. I'm coming up on crunch time with uh, what I'm doing right now. So, you know, but it'll be over soon. All right. That's
1: awesome.
5: Eric, bring some of that high-dollar whiskey to Tinley. Don't drink, really it like yeah. <laughs> drink it all
1: tonight. That's what I'm telling Yeah. going to drink it all.
5: High-end, low-maintenance,
1: Bill. It's high don't end low do maintenance.
3: Don't, 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 <laughs> do don't you yeah. do that? All right.
7: <laughs> Good night, guys. All right, All right, guys. Thank you very much, guys. All right, guys. Congratulations again. All right.
2: Thank you. And
7: uh, here's the forty more.
2: Yeah. thanks, <laughs> thanks, buddy. See you. Bye. Bye. All right. All right. So. All right, so yeah. We have. C- do we have the other caller.
1: We we do. Um, uh, he's kind of like the... Uh, let me give him a little bit of an introduction. I oh, think. a little introduction
3: for him.
1: <laughs> I, I so. thought his locality has changed, though. This is the... This well, is no,
2: because the, the office is, is still in he Morgantown. He no longer a
1: Morgantarian. He is now a... Is still in
2: Morgantown.
1: <laughs> so, you
2: know... Owen. Oh,
1: and here on Morelia Python Radio, we deal with strict localities.
2: Localities... <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, all right. Oh, I'm Sorry.
2: <laughs> should I one day? Should I get the longitude and latitude of the office so we can call him Jim?
1: Yes, he's but, seven uh, point he's, whatever the hell. He's somewhat of a star, uh, you know. I mean, we talk about the four year show, and everybody wants when to the hear. Was
2: the first episode he called in? I don't remember. Wasn't it out of the freaking blue? He just decided to call us yes. one day when we didn't have a guest. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it, like uh, it's talking me. about oh. your love life. I thought you had oh, a date. Oh dear God!
2: <laughs> I, I, I thought you had a date. No, he knew where I uh, was.
1: He just he can't
2: stop himself.
1: Uh, right. but he All was right. there at Carpet Fest with us. But uh, here he is. is, Jim from Morgantown. What's up, Jim? How you doing?
4: I uh, actually, right now, it's uh, Jim from Owen's Attic. <laughs> uh.
1: <laughs> You're not in
4: the attic. Ain't getting me yet. If I want attic, you want to let us know, because we're, we're precise on GPS, I'm not in Morgantown right now. I'm in Owens' Attic, is where I live.
1: <laughs> okay, oh, very that's
5: good.
4: Not, <laughs> not living in the attic. Oh, and I, I mean, listen, you know I just I just you in an attic. I don't. <laughs> oh, shit, where, then where the hell am I? <laughs> I don't know where the hell you are. <laughs> hey, well, listen, I just wanted to give you a quick call tonight and just say congratulations on four years. Uh, you, you guys have done a tremendous job. Four years, uh, hell, that's, that's longer than some of my marriages, you know? <laughs> and, yeah, and, and basically, Eric, to listen to you go through the whole history of Borelli, I got to tell you, <laughs> you're, <laughs> like a lost soul. you're like a lost soul out there. And you're wandering around in the Stop. wilderness, and you're looking for somebody to help you. And you, yes, Dick, Owen. <laughs>
1: I know. Seriously. Yeah, I must have had too many Keller Matugas that day.
2: <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh, what's it oh, going to the questions. road of confidence?
4: Owen, oh, we'll who asks questions in the office, like, do we sell insurance, Dad? That's not what I asked. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say
3: that. Uh, <laughs> right, get I'm off not right really now.
4: sure. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> And I'm just kidding, he's done a great job, you know, but, I I mean, you you guys, your story is great, what you've done is great, and I just also wanted to say that, you know, I know Owen's going out to Chicago for the weekend, you know, and uh, he left me in charge of the house. So I just wanted to tell everybody out there, if you're not doing anything this weekend, I want to. Stop it. I told <laughs> you no We, got, wild we got ribs, we you got know, beer, we got football. I told football. you no wild parties, okay? No.
1: <laughs> He's going to have a carpet I mean, fest, too. <laughs> we got a whole
4: thing going on
1: here, you know. It, it,
2: as long as we clean up, the landlord doesn't stink and know. No, he
4: knows. That's right. Well,
2: no. Andrew's checking in on you. I have to get you a babysitter.
4: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Why well, it's a friend of his coming over to pick up something at the house, and I'm thinking about leaving a few... Whiskey bottles and high heels on the front stoop oh, just you freak him out.
2: Right.
4: We'll, we'll screw him up.
2: Uh, <laughs> that would that would mess up Andrew quite thoroughly. When I well, hey,
4: listen, you, you know he'll take one look and be like, "Oh my God, what's oh my going God, on in I, there?" I,
2: yeah, I get a <laughs> phone call. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, uh, put I a tie on the old
4: man doing in there. I have no <laughs> idea put put what on the on the door. It. Well, you know, the problem with all that thing is we'll we'll, we'll do that to full Andrew and then my wife will show up. Holy <laughs> shit. That's <what> those <laughs> I mean just my luck, right? You know <laughs> so, well anyway, say so, listen guys, good luck, uh, you had a great show. You guys are doing Do great. Hang in there and keep up the good work, all right, man?
3: Very Thank good. You. Thank you. I'll see you. Bye. All
4: right. God, why?
1: Ah, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's time ties to the door, tell people to stay a, out. I have to, baby,
2: <laughs> I have to get him a babysitter. I have to have Andrew come over, check on the snakes, and make sure he's not doing whatever it is he and the dogs are going to be doing alone. this' <laughs> I'm sending Andrew over to make sure I still have a house to come home to.
1: <laughs> so, oh boy. All right. Uh, let's see. So, I guess. Uh, we were (laughs) fire sale at Owen's (laughs) house. I love it. (laughs)
2: I'll have everything with me. What the hell are you talking fire sale? I'm going to Tinley. Uh,
1: anything that's good? Uh, let's see. Um, I'm trying to pull up my list here. Oh, God. Uh, The, uh, the questions
2: that I have for you, sir. Let's see. All right. Do you want to go? Do you want to go? You go question. I go question or. Like back and forth, grid four coils,
1: Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, that'll. that'll uh. be. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. My first question for you. Uh, yeah. Now that you have obtained rough scale pythons,
2: Bastard. what? Uh,
1: what will be your <laughs> new them. must-have species?
2: It's funny that we come full circle. Because mm-hmm. if you remember in the first episode where you interviewed me, what was the animal I said I wanted beside Morelia? Uh, white lips. I don't remember. Well, it was black face white lips. And what don't I have? Mm. Black face white lips again. So, for uh, right now, I would say the black faces are top of my list of things to get. If we're <clears> going okay. to go and replace the Rough Scales as the White Whale, um, uh-huh. I would say what replaces the Rough Scales as the White Whale would be uh, dunai. eye
1: Okay. Mhm. hmm
2: mm-hmm.
1: right. Yeah,
2: those those are the ones that I'm going to keep my eye open until they become available, but uh, Duns are on my list just because I want them for the Liasis aspect. So okay. um, that would be it. Um, for you, if you could only have one of the species in Morelia, what would it be?
1: Oh, damn. <laughs> That's straight for the jugular. Damn. Yeah, it went right,
3: uh, right for the throat, yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, having worked with all of the carpet complex except for Imbricata, yeah. I yes. would say that if I could only have one, I would work with diamond pythons.
2: I would agree with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, it's like I, I it's like
2: we, who were we talking to recently that only had diamonds? Was it Greg? Um, Greg. Yeah, and he's like, I only have diamond pythons. I turn my room down to 30 degrees. I'm like, that must be amazing. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I leave the door wide open. Oh my God! It's like i would, I'm like, if I could redo it, I just do nothing but freaking diamonds. <laughs> so that would be uh. That would be mine there.
1: Okay. All right. Um, question number two would be: uh, Where do you see yourself and your collection in ten years from now?
2: <laughs> well, it's Tuesday at ten twenty-two, so I'll probably be in the middle of a show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Tuesdays do not exist for me and you.
2: Yeah, you know. And the ones that do freak us out, it's like during that holiday break. Like I'm pretty sure I text you just because I, I don't know what to do. So
1: yeah, don't, like, don't you seem does it seem like the week is longer that like you've gained an extra day. You're not. like, wait a minute,
2: <laughs> this
3: is this is like, right. There
2: was there was the one time where we had all the computer problems. I'm like, I guess I'll clean in my snakes. And then I come downstairs on Wednesday. I'm like, everybody's clean. This is my normal cleaning cleaning day. What's happened? It's like. <laughs> it's it's just the way it is, so um what I'll see with my collection is I just see some of the breeding projects that I've laid down now uh come to fruition, like you gotta think about it now in a few years the the holdbacks that I have will be my breeders, so the step up in projects is gonna be phenomenal 'cause you know we're starting to you know we're starting to get to the point now where um some of my carbon pythons are hitting close to 10 years old now. So kind of the time of if I have, if I don't have holdbacks from those animals, it's time to get those holdbacks and things like that. So, I mean, they might not, I'm not saying they're all going to drop dead. It's just after a while, you might not want to breed them anymore because they are getting up there in age. So it's kind of that stuff. So it'd be cool because I've gotten to the point now where I'm seeing the first generation, the the animals I produced in 2010, 2011 are just starting to breed and I think in the next couple of years it's going to be cool to see those animals their kids breed so basically doing the same shit I'm doing now
1: (laughs) (laughs) but with animals that you've created more more extensive shit
2: my third generation rough scales anyway
1: um, hold on I have a continuation to that question it's sort of a sub question yeah. What species, with that and with your collection, what species do you hope to have bred when you're 10 years from now? Do you hope to have under your belt? White-lips.
2: Okay. I hope to have the white-lips because I think that would be awesome. And I'm already kind of giving myself rough scales because, you know, it, but if I don't ever breed rough scales, I don't, don't care. Don't say but, it. <laughs> don't you but say I knock. I knock. <laughs> it's all like actual right? juice. <laughs> yep, I, I I would love to produce the white lips just because that's the one I've been hunting for for years to produce, and I'm starting to build up a captive-born and bred collection of white lips because uh, my previous white lip collection, a lot of them were wild caught or farm hatched, and now that I totally purged the projects and am completely rebuilding with straight up captive-born and bred animals, I, I'm giving. I think I'm setting myself up for success, but. There's a ton of animals. Like I would love to produce my savus. I would love to produce my olive pythons. My rough scale pythons. Uh the white lips. Um I hear I have a blood python somewhere. Um it's like <laughs> there's <laughs> that's a mess house. I keep forgetting that thing exists.
1: But um
2: it's... <laughs>
1: I know, I have a Thanks, Borneo mom. there too. I forget about I it know. as well. <laughs> like... <laughs> So there's, there's, there's a bunch of
2: stuff I would love to have under my belt. But the White Lips, I think, would just be uh, – ha- watching Blackface White Lips hatch out of my incubator. I think it would just be a high that I cannot get rid of in my head. So Okay.
1: I don't know uh, if I said this beforehand, but uh, hold on. I'm going to interject so yeah, people yeah. know. What we're doing. One of the things that me and Owen uh, decided to do with uh, part of the show tonight was to come up with five questions that we had to ask each other. Uh, and it, you know, it could be about anything. So that's kind of what we're hitting on now. Sorry. Go yes. ahead. What's your question? Right. Question number two. Out
2: of all the morphs in Morelia, what is your favorite? Now we're talking base morphs. <laughs> base morphs. <laughs> yeah, like exanthic, because of an exanthic zebra or blah 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 blah. So, what is your favorite out of all that stuff?
0: Okay.
1: Um well I'd have to say base morph would be Tiger.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. So what's your Any favorite talk- like step combo, like what's your favorite <laughs> combination morph or whatever it is?
1: Um Actually no. Hold on a second. Stop the oh, train. God. Stop Reverse. the train. Person. I forgot about something. No, what? my favorite morph in the carpet yeah. complex is mm-hmm. the Silver Peppered Inlands.
3: <laughs> See, I forget
1: <laughs> about them because they don't exist in my world don't yet. Exist here. Yeah. <laughs> they here. are my favorite. They are hands sure. down my favorite morph, base that morph gorgeous. that there is. Yes. All right. So now, what's my morph? favorite combo? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I would probably have to say my favorite combo as of right now would probably mm-hmm. be Exantic Granted. Exantic that would probably be all
2: right.
1: Yeah, that would probably be my favorite.
2: Yeah. They're I hot. did like your zebra, yeah. And it hurts me to say that.
1: So <laughs> um. <laughs> Cool. Okay. So, yeah. let's see. Um who would be the one guest that hasn't yet been on the show that you would most like to talk to? Hmm. Hmm.
2: I know we've tried a few times, but, uh, Tom Keoghan. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I think that, because <laughs> I <think> that would... <laughs> yes. But, um... I think that would be cool. I know we've asked him a few times. He just doesn't really seem to want to come on. And we're not trying to push him or pressure him or anything like that. But he's got so many of that weird off-the-cuff species under his belt. Um, mm-hmm. We got a little taste of it with Chad Gray because Chad's got everything. And Chad breeds mm-hmm. everything, which is awesome. And I'm looking forward to seeing him at Tindley. Um Also drooling over your white lips. But anyway, uh, there's um, – it, it, it would be cool to have him on, in my opinion. So. Okay. All right. So what is your favorite Morelia Python radio moment of all time? It does not have to be an on-air moment.
1: My favorite Morelia Python radio moment of all time.
2: All time. All recorded time.
1: Oh, man, that's tough. I know, right? <laughs> uh, Who? Oh man! Um, are you talking like live on the show? Uh, it doesn't have to be.
2: I'm including carpet fest moments in that as well, or allowing them.
1: Okay, so I would have to say that as far as carpet. Morelia Python Radio and Carpet Fest Moments mm-hmm. um, Probably my favorite story Is the story to where I got Piss ass drunk And we were doing the auction <laughs> And, and I, I kept <laughs> Looking over at you saying Dude I'm going to get sick And you're like 500 <laughs> for the jungle Jack and I'm like dude I'm, I'm, I'm What did really you want me to do <laughs>
3: He's
1: you're like boy, Do I hear do it going once
3: <laughs> Do <laughs> I hear it going
1: twice I'm like, dude, if you hit that hammer, if you hit that gavel on that piece of wood, I'm going to puke in your lap. And you're like, uh, <laughs> uh, somebody just bought an Inland. I think I bought, yep. uh, you know, I don't know, a jungle or an Inland or whatever. <laughs> I just got something. up. Yeah. I got up yep. and walked out. <laughs> Everybody's yep. kind of like, what the, what the hell is he doing? And oh, I went yeah. outside. I fell against a tree. I puked <laughs> my guts up and went to sleep in a car. But even in my drunken stupor, even in my yeah, worst,
3: are, yeah.
1: worst darkest moment, I was able to have enough see-through or follow-through, or whatever you want to call it, uh, to lock the doors to the car <laughs> that I got into. Right. Because I knew right. fellow yeah. co-hosts would probably yeah, shave my eyebrows and draw a mustache. I found mustangs. a Sharpie
2: and was so <laughs> disappointed when I found that door <laughs> was locked. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. <laughs> and then probably
1: on air, um, probably the funniest, I'd have to say there was two. Uh, yeah. When Gene Bissett said that you were not a proven breeder yet. Yeah, and, yeah when Bissett called me a non-proven breeder, yeah. So. And Casper was drunk out of his mind and yelling on the air, by his up, super I mean...
4: Um,
2: <laughs> Yeah, I had a fucking <laughs> I'm like, oh my God.
4: That's uh, <laughs> like
2: the best endorsement I've ever had. So. <laughs> uh,
1: but, um, good times. Okay. Yeah. Uh, what has been your biggest takeaway from the show after all the guests and all the topics that we've talked about and everything that we've? what what's the biggest takeaway
2: takeaway i got is that there are 10 million ways to skin the cat there are so many different ways for breeding for keeping for feeding for everything to watch people go on facebook or forums and things like that and be told that they're doing it wrong is like flabbergasting to me because i'm like i he's not, not wrong i've seen i've heard and other people try it. It's just, that's not what you do. So it, it's the, my favorite takeaway from this is that how I look at reptiles now is I like to figure out how everybody does it and then figure out what works best for me and then find a happy medium where the animal is happy and healthy. But, you know, just because you keep them at this temperature and somebody else keeps them at this temperature doesn't mean everybody's wrong. doesn't mean you should run around and, make fun of that person or talk down to this person or be a jackass to this person. Everybody does it their own way. And if the animal's healthy, eating, breeding, you're doing it right. So Right. Yep. Okay. Is your biggest Morelia accomplishment to date in your mind?
1: The biggest Morelia accomplishment to date.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Part- Carpet Fest. Carpet Fest. I would agree. (laughs) um, Carpet Fest and probably the podcast. I mean, Mm -hmm. um, they kind of go hand in hand. Um, They do. I think that uh, the thing about the podcast is, like I said at the beginning, that people that, you know, when you sit back and you think about, I guess we are we're in a position where we're forced to think about um past things because those things are forever uh immortalized on podcast airwaves. So we are fortunate enough to be able to go back and listen to things we said or views that we had or uh, what it felt like at that time uh mm-hmm. to you know when, when – one when you're looking at it with fresh eyes. And um, I think, you know, to to have people, to to have a podcast where people can listen and and get them excited about, you know, wanting to at least see what Morelia is about. Um, I can't tell you how many emails I get that people listen to the show and they don't even keep Morelia. Um, but they enjoy it and they will one day, they they see themselves doing it, which to me, that's that's a cool thing because, you know, you have people that <clears throat> are, I guess they're sort of on the fence, you know, or maybe they're nervous or they're scared or they're not quite sure. Uh, you know, it's not easy to sell, sell a carpet python when, I mean, like, I, I'm going through that now with citrus tigers right i know what these citrus tigers are going to turn out to be like but when i right. post them up you know, for sale logo. ad you know yeah. it's kind of like even though i'm posting up pictures of the parents and you can look at both the parents and they're freaking screaming yellow and all you know what i mean they're just like bright and yeah. contrast is there and it's still like you look at them and you're like okay i i, mm, I guess so <laughs> you know what i mean so
2: maybe i, I, I kind of see it, it. It's like, yeah, it's it's one of those a lot of people are just gonna wait until they color up, so
1: yeah, so it's uh mm. it's a hard sell um but uh and and then you know there's multiple other factors that that come into play, but um you know, I don't know to have i i guess uh, let me i guess my change in that answer now that I'm talking about it would probably be that like i said earlier if if we can affect one person and that person can affect another person, you know, and so the domino effect begins.
3: Mm. Uh,
1: then I think that we've accomplished what we set out to do. That's I would agree what, that's the idea of the show, you know. Yeah. Um <clears throat> but I kind of like the I kind of like the idea of people saying that it couldn't be done and I really think that the idea of um like the fact that it is done and the Morelia community has these carpet fests and carpet rows and podcasts.
2: I am extremely proud of carpet fest. I I think that is one of the best things that we've ever been a part of. And the fact that it's catching on now and we've got multiple ones, like I said, I'm, I'm, it's a great start guys. I would love to see more. I want to see international Carpet fests. I want to see uh, bigger Carpet fests. I want to see them get bigger and grander and better each year. So, again, great start. I want more. I'm selfish like that. So, hopefully we So, we, we have the going.
1: ultimate Carpet Fest. Yes. <laughs> in Queensland, Australia. <laughs> Australia. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That will yeah. That, happen. Uh, huh. okay. So this is gonna be a, a different spin on the question. But what oh, was crap. your worst worst moment on Morelia Python radio? You bastard.
3: <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh, the entire
2: Blake episode, all right. <laughs> <laughs> oh the uh, entire Blake episode. Oh my God. Um Eric was into scrub pythons before i ever was and he set up this interview with blake bauer and he set it up and i'm like i don't really know i'll I'll read this stuff when we get over there and you know and i had been doing a bunch of stuff so i'm like all right i'll just take my way through this show and eric gets sick and he's like deathly ill cannot do the show So I'm trying to read his notes as well as my notes, as well as trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And I wasn't feeling too hot myself either. So it was like muscling through the show. I I cut him off. I didn't know what the hell I was talking about. I, (laughs) you know, he's talking about this, that, and the other thing. And I have no idea what he's saying. And then it's funny because three months later, Chris gets into scrub pythons and takes me to scrub school. And all of a sudden I realized, I understand everything that Blake was talking about, but that entire episode, oh God, if I could ever redo, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah. You know, it's, it's funny that, uh, we were talking about that before <clears throat> we came on the air and, uh, basically we, uh, Rob stone had contacted me the other day and he said, you know, uh, and, and, uh, in light of the four-year anniversary, I think that uh, we should uh, – uh, contact. Uh, I should listen to an old episode. So I decided to listen to the Blake Bauer-Owen episode. And uh, so, so to put that in perspective so people understand, I was so excited to talk to Blake about Scrum yeah. Python. And I had this detailed – you know we were talking about localities and we were talking wasn't about this, the different of the... species and what is the difference in the how many you know uh, how they look and like their this markings This was one of the first
2: shows I did solo right because this was like yes this was fairly we were still fairly new to the freaking podcast at this point it's like
1: yeah he came oh on i God. think in january of our first uh, year. So we started in October and he came in on January. Horrible. So, I was so excited to talk about Scrubs uh, And God, I even not even, <laughs> not even 30 minutes before the show started, I just start projectile vomiting. And I never, uh, did that. and I'm like, dude, I don't think I could do it. And, uh, I remember I had to start the show Mm-hmm. And I, I had just enough energy to start the show, and I think I passed out on my couch. And I heard something about Wamina. And I think there was like, you know, uh, bars are related to King Horneye, and I passed out. And yeah, it, I, it's <laughs> one of
2: those. It's one of those shows is that if if we redid it today, it would probably be a really good show, a really good episode. But oh my god, at that point. I didn't. I had no idea what I was talking about. I had no idea what he was talking about. You weren't there. I was super freaking nervous. Uh, it was just. It was a bad show all around. It was just one of those ones that you wish you could have back. So, what we'll to have Blake on now, like, where they're smarter, yeah. and I can myself. So. <laughs> that's nice. Smart questions. Like, what is an So
1: <laughs> Okay.
2: All right, so my screen went black here. Hang on, i got to pull up your next question. Um, all right, I do know you have an extensive, extensive collection of non-Morelia. What is your favorite out of
1: them? Whew, non-Morelia. Non-Morelia. Mm-hmm. Um, Non-Morelia, I would have to say. I'm trying to run down. Um, Sumatran short tails.
2: Sumatran so I was. I, I, it was between the Sumatrans or your So those are the two I was flip flopping between. So
1: yeah, I'd have to say there's something about a all black snake that just is freaking sweet. <laughs> I know
2: it's almost like we yeah. really wanted one in a carpet python, and then we found out they spray painted it.
3: So. Uh, <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. And Owen um, got sad.
3: <laughs> so <laughs>
1: <laughs> Womp Womp Womp.
3: All right.
1: <laughs> that yeah, that was all the questions I had for okay. that. But um I don't know if you had more or anything, but I, I, I
2: do not. I
1: didn't out of questions for you.
2: So Okay. I know we were talking about uh our favorite guests that we had on in the
1: past. Um Yeah, that's what I'm pulling up now. So we talk about uh, the top five. So what would be well, one top? Sure. All you right. You want me to My, go? My fine.
2: I'll I'll go first. My top five would have to be, uh, and this is in no particular order. Um, Eugene Bissett, having him on, because I mean you're talking about a guy who has done it way longer than any of us, and he was very much the whole like go get go get your own land, go do your own thing. And, you know, this way people leave you alone, do whatever you want. And I kind of took that to heart when I was like, I'm, cause I was thinking about, you know, at that point I was still living with my mom and I was talking about trying to go find a place to rent or do that. And it's like, go find your own place. Just go get your own place. So that's what prompted me to be like, all right, stop screwing around trying to find a landlord. It's going to be cool with you, the dog and a bunch of snakes. Go get your own place. Cause it's your own house and you can do whatever the hell you want. No one's going to, no one's going to tell you different. So that I loved. Um, Peter Birch. Having him on to get the Australian perspective. I mean... We didn't exactly have Peter Birch on. We didn't have Peter Birch about? on. God damn it. I want Peter <laughs> Birch on. That's why... Are you I talking like, about... Is are you talking about... I'm talking about, about? Uh, Damien Hyde. That's what I wanted. Why the hell Dan. did I put Peter Birch on? I want Peter Birch on. He but breathes, yeah, Damien Hyde... To get he breathes into so, guys Um... Duty do the, uh, Australian Perspective. I loved having him on for that stuff. Um, Nick, every time Nick's on, because I don't have to talk at all, I just let him do it. But, um, <laughs> and also, it's like, it, 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 what Nick says a lot of times is that we're all freaking nerds about various things. And he'll just go on a tangent about the sign stuff, and I just drink that stuff up. Same thing with him and Justin, is you just kind of love that stuff. Um, Buddy Bishemi. having him on, doing the whole Contra thing, turning that around, as well as, uh, like I said, he's one of my favorite reptile people, and then having Ari on. Every time we have Ari on, every time he comes back from some, like, godforsaken jungle on this planet, and he's like, oh, yeah, then we wandered around, we took three planes, and, you know... Landed in a helicopter at midnight and wandered up a mountain and it was freezing cold and somebody died and I'm like, What the hell? I mean, that's like <laughs> and then we found a Boland. I mean like that to have our like I, I live vicariously through Ari because I want to do that. I wanna I wanna, right. I wanna go out in the middle of a jump. I'd probably die but you know, I'd be the guy who died, but you know, I'd at least go and do it. It would be so cool. So all right, go ahead. You're okay,
1: first. so my top five. So I kind of cheated. Um, you did? And I, I lumped three guests into that one cheating. thing. But well, here's why I did that. Unless it
2: was a, a roundtable. If it was a roundtable, I'll allow it.
1: No, no, no. It was the Complete Carpet Python Trilogy. Oh, we um, had that book club meeting, yeah. <laughs> we, had, we
2: had Nick, Justin, and then Ben. Yeah, we had them all on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, that was, cool. was huge um, because yeah. you know the book. Um, I mean, when Nick was writing the book, he was telling me about you know yeah. about Chapters. about the book, you know, and he would send me, uh, you know, like pre, uh, pre pre written thing. You know what I mean? He would send me like a draft of this and yeah. and a draft Chapters. of that and and yeah. ask me what I what I thought and. That was like that was like the
2: worst kept secret in Morelia. Don't tell anybody about the book. I'm not allowed to tell Eric about the
1: book. Yes. All right. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, uh, yeah. Like, like he already Don't knows. Get, <laughs> like no, I know. He knows. Copies. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, copies of it. But um, when that finally came out, it was kind of like, you know, it was wow. This is something that I can just. This is my Bible now. You know. I mean, there yeah, was I mean, the more complete chondro and. Yeah, the ball pythons had There's, theirs.
2: I keep going to Habitat Grace, and I don't know why, but um, I keep going to Habitat Grace, <laughs> and they have a guy who sells a bunch of books, and he has the complete carpet python next to the complete uh, ancharisia, and then the more complete chondro. And uh-huh. I know he overprices it, but one day I'm just gonna have to go down and get all three books and just come back home with them, all three of them at once because this is probably my third copy of the complete carpet flies on because i loaned one to somebody and never got it back and then right. i loaned my second one to my cousin and he took it with him to college so i'm pretty sure that he kissed that one goodbye so um yeah i'm probably just gonna go
1: get another one <laughs> so stop loaning books <laughs> i'm gonna send you a picture of what sits on my desk as i do the show owen <laughs> Is it, if it's the bottle of whiskey again, I don't want to see how much no. you drank out of it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: I'm
1: I'm holding pretty good for for drinking <laughs> for drinking that. Yeah, that's um, true. You have not
2: followed, Wasn't there an episode we did near Halloween where you got totally trashed on pumpkin beer when we weren't looking?
1: Yeah, I so, think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I just sent it to the uh, to the chat. Um, oh, there we go. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> those are
2: those are all the books in the Morelia Python Radio uh, Book Club.
1: Yeah, um, for art. Yeah. Uh, let's see anyway. the. Um, uh, what was I saying? Um, so okay, so yeah, the trilogy thing was kind of uh, having yeah. those guys on back to back and and talk about the book and the process of writing the book and all this. New information at the time that was coming out. I mean, you know, they had theories on why, uh, you know, why there was jungles and you know why they look like coastals and jungles. Jungles and coastals look the same if you were in Australia. And you know what was what was the deal with all these th- uh, different uh, ideas of that people really didn't know about carpet pythons. You know why, what's the deal with uh, imbricata and and you know why why is that uh, you know, a full species and, and bread lie and you know, all these different things of, of, you know, uh, the care for the diamond pythons. And, you know, then you take Ben who, uh, you know, his chapter that he pretty much wrote about, uh, reproduction, uh, it's pretty, pretty awesome in itself. Even if you don't deal with carpet pythons, uh, you could take that chapter on itself and, really applied to breeding pythons just in general. So it was, it was awesome to be able to talk to him, um, about that. So that was a good one. Um, mm-hmm. another one of my favorites, like we mentioned earlier was, uh, Rico Walder. Um, yes, that was a, that was a huge one for me because like I said, he was kind of a, he was, a he was an icon. He was a guy that everybody looked up to and being super nervous, uh, but then just him making you feel so chill and relaxed and, uh, you know, talking about Condros. And uh, I was just, uh, he was by far my favorite uh, Condro guest. Um, Right behind that, though, would be uh, Buddy. uh, Because like I said, again, uh, just his uh, passion for wanting to put forward the correct information on the mm-hmm. species um, really was what Morelia Python Radio was about. So for a guy to be uh, that excited about um, you know, chondros in that way, just, uh, yeah, I thought it was awesome. The fact that those guys Definitely. came to Carpet Fest and, you know, yep. I don't know. Um, I guess my next one would be the Terry Phillips show.
2: Um, yeah, that was good. That's
1: that's probably maybe one of our most controversial shows yeah, uh, I, yeah that, that, <laughs> that
2: that that was like letting that was like throwing a torch into the powder room, I mean, dear Lord
1: <laughs> internet um, uh I really uh, the thing that I appreciate most about Terry is that his approach um and this is probably one of the things that i took that that I took away from Morelia Python radio over the years mm-hmm. is that if you're doing something and it's not working fix it don't, don't necessarily, do not follow. <laughs> <laughs> well no I mean what I'm saying so like okay so if you have a hot spot and it's 90 degrees and your ambient temperature is 85 and your animal doesn't shed correctly um, something's wrong you know, if your animal's not eating, something's wrong. Don't just be locked into thinking that you have to follow a recipe. It's not, we're not baking cookies. <laughs> you know what I mean? We're mm-hmm. we're dealing with living things and things are different and areas are different and rooms are different. And, you know, all these things come into play about how, hold on one second.
2: Holding. Now we have to wait. Sorry. Because some was was the Dexter. What did he do?
1: <laughs> and, uh, my wife was coming home, and they always ah. bark when the door gets ah. open. Ah. Tiny, I muted. Tiny it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They
3: Hold. think they're
1: uh, <laughs> they think they're Great Danes or wolves or something. I don't know the way they carry
2: the first day that you met Zero or he was eye to eye with you. And I'm like, well, not a duck then now,
1: is he? Yeah. Um, uh, What was I saying? Okay, Terry. uh, Yeah, so the idea that uh, he came on and, you know, I mean, I think one of the things that always stuck with me with what he said is that he would say a rattlesnake lives in an area that, it snows occasionally, but you're not going to shovel snow into its cage. (laughs) You know what I mean? So just because, just because the animal has it in an environment doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily something the animal needs, you know, uh, or wants, I should say. So, um, you really have to figure out what the animal needs and not, uh, what you think it wants. Um, so I mean that was that was just a cool show uh you know the idea that he talked about basically all moralia, and at the time he was the only guy that had rough scales, really uh, yes
2: and was, uh one of the only guys who had Darwin's at that point that was selling them um, but <laughs> yeah yeah, I mean he was he was our only link to he was honest to gosh the uh I, I, like everybody, had heard of rough scales years and years and years and years and years years ago in college, just trying to, like, figure them out and see where it was and all of this stuff, because there was a category on the Carpet Python forums that was Morelli and and I had no idea what the hell these things were, and nobody ever posted in this forum, because nobody freaking had them. Um, I think somebody posted a picture from somewhere, from some book, so I started looking at them and researching them, and I'm like, oh, these things are cool and finding out having Terry Phillips on was like the first guy that I, we had contact with that had them. So that is honestly what kind of started the obsession. <laughs> so,
1: um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Still going. so, and, um, probably my last, well, it's in no particular order, like you said, but yeah. my, yeah. uh, the one that, that another one that i i really enjoyed was the episode with Sean Christian. Uh, yeah. He's the guy that runs uh he basically owns uh, MP. Um yeah. i just really liked his straightforward uh, approach to things. Um you know, we talked about Colin um Mm -hmm. He really had a good understanding of. Another
2: one that set the world on fire, another episode. Yeah, even
1: though. Even though, um. His. uh, Even though that he did breed designer carpets, he still, at the same time, had this balance to where, um. He had a respect for the people that, um you know, didn't. And they did work with just pure stock, uh, you know, guys like Nick and whatnot. So he had this, you know, he wasn't afraid to say, yeah, I, I call these, I call these." And, you know, Nick. cause I don't want them on the market and I don't want this. Somebody saying at some point that, you know, uh, this is, uh, an IJ when really it's, it's some kind of cross, you know? So, um, right. I could really appreciate the, the honest talk and the, um, I did. I did really like another thing that he brought up was he talked about Boland's pythons and that he said that one of the things about breeding Boland's pythons was that he felt that because they go into the ground and they burrow very mm-hmm. deep, he would wonder if they would if you would somehow give them some type of burrowing chamber, Again. yeah, that he felt that you would probably we would probably have more success with, uh, with breeding them. Um, so I thought that was, uh, a pretty interesting, uh, concept that he had. So that was my, <clears throat> my top five. Um, okay. I
2: mean, um, who was, who was the, who was uh, the a, we talked to one herpetologist from Australia, Rick,
1: Rick shine.
2: I shine. That was a good episode in my opinion.
1: Oh yeah. Um, um,
2: the nerd uh, in me so um,
1: I I tell you what there was there would be Mm -hmm. one guy that I wish that we would have had the chance to talk to Um, and it just would have made my probably my life would be Steve Irwin I mean can you imagine
2: I thought about that today today. I'm like because I'm writing up I'm like God you know I almost met um, when I was at the zoo uh, I was at the zoo I met Jeff Corwin Jack Anna, Clyde um, Peeling, and a few other uh, animal people doing all the zoo stuff. But, and I almost met his wife. Um, we were going to do a, a a zoo thing with Perry, but we weren't able to do it. But, um, oh God, I, if I could have met him, I think I would have died. So, <laughs> just, uh, that would have been awesome to have him on the show.
1: Yeah. I mean, people have their ideas of of whether it's good or bad of him and their thoughts and sometimes maybe said he was over the top or whatever. But I don't know, man. That guy, his passion – I mean, you know, we talk about passion, but that guy is an inspiration when it comes to passion because um, his enthusiasm is just – it's just contagious. And I think yeah. that's something that, you know – that's a standard that I try to hold myself up to, I mean, you'll probably agree, Owen. there's some Tuesdays that it's just like you know
2: uh, man January. we
1: gotta do this again, you know i mean um especially it's to if you look at i mean if and and again it's it's not that i'm 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 not complaining about it, but just to give you an idea, I get one day off a week, and that's mm-hmm. Tuesday, you know what I mean, so my day off basically that night i'm doing the show and i do it because i do have a passion for it and i and i i really um think that you know if 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 the people that breed and keep these beautiful animals you know they should be highlighted they should their work and their accomplishment and their uh their the things that they've discovered you know, should be spread around the world. Um, and people should have a chance to, to know them. And I don't think you get that same, uh, feeling from people that you get when you listen to them speak. You can see somebody type something on Facebook or on a forum or whatever. But, um, when you actually hear them speak, I don't know, you, you kind of get a, a different feel for them, you know, uh, a different, a different thought on what you thought of them as a person, um, right? So, yeah, that. that well, that. I, I
2: for when it comes with when it comes to Steve, um, he kind of went through, and it's something I kind of he said once, and I kind of took it to a little bit to heart. Is that you know, in order to get, and it's a lot of people in the zoo. Uh, community or people who work in zoos kind of think about it the same way. In order to get people to want to save something, I got to get you to care about it. So, you know, the fact that he was willing to jump on these things and be a little over the top and a little crazy and all this stuff to get you to be interested and care about this animal he's talking about. um, It was doing more good than it ever did harm in my opinion. So uh, that's where I stand on it. So, (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I gotta gotta get you. I gotta get you to give a damn about the turtle. So I gotta be like, oh my god, this is the greatest turtle I've ever seen, and then you'll care about it. And then I'd be like, and even though this turtle's great, people keep shooting it for some reason, and now you want to save the turtle. So yeah,
1: right. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's kind of the you know not obviously not on the same scale, but that's kind of oh dear god, no, (laughs) you know that's kind of like what we're trying to trying to do we're trying to get people excited um you know and and i said this in my post but i know this past year has been kind of at least for me maybe not so much for people just on the surface but i guess the behind the scenes stuff it's kind of been a it's been an up and down year for for moralia um there's been some low points but uh there's been a lot of high points um and i think uh I think the idea um, going forward is just, just to keep on the positive path and just just try to stay the course. It's, it's hard, you know, because I'll be the first one to admit that there are times when we maybe talk about subjects we shouldn't have or uh, maybe <clears throat> jump the gun on certain things or maybe, I don't know, I mean, I think that, that there's a balance that we have to do. I mean, to a certain extent, we kind of have to report what is going on in the world of, of Morelia. um, But it's to try to find that balance and to, to make it in not so uh, such a negative tone. Sometimes it's like, you know, I I think the idea, I think this would be something that the one thing that I would say for the next year is something that I really would like to to forget about talking about is the mm. stupid market. I'm so yeah. sick and tired of talking about the market. Um, yeah, this I mean, it's just it's it's not it's not what it's about. At least for me, um, no. and I think for a lot of people, it's like I, honestly, I don't want to sell the snakes at 75 bucks, but I don't care if I did because that's not mm. what it's about. You know, it's about having fun. It's about being excited about, you know, what you're going to hatch out this year. And, you know, yeah. you, you raised up this this snake, and when you bought it, you weren't sure how it was going to turn out. And look how awesome it is. And you go post it up, and you're getting all these likes, and people are like, oh, my God, you know, and they're freaking out because, you know, this animal that, that you handpicked and you raised is now breeding. And then, you know, the ultimate goal is, like you were saying earlier, is to, to – to breed your animals and create your own stock and raise them up and then, you know, be producing there, animals from animals that you've bred uh, and produced yeah. is... Uh, there's,
2: there's, there's no, in my opinion, there's no greater thrill is I'm putting together lineage information. And I love it when I'm putting together a lineage information that has to go with Echo. Because it's like Echo produced 2011 here. Here's parents. And I raised his parents from hatchlings. Like, I have pictures of Trinity where her head is as big as my thumbnail. And, right. I mean, you've seen her now. She's seven feet long, eating jumbo rats, and she's my monster. But it's right. like, it, it it there. there's no greater thrill to be like, holy crap, Echo's producing babies. And uh, I haven't held anything back from him yet, but uh, probably in the next year or two, I'm going to be holding back something because then it'll be even cooler when I'm doing that. So it's it's just so much fun to be producing your own animals out of your own stock. Yeah, not buying. So shit, so.
1: so I'd like to to take next year and to st- I'm just over it. I'm done with it. It's nonsense to even talk about it. You know, it's yeah. it's it's like I don't understand. You we know, get dragged
2: if, into if, the conversation a bunch, and it's it's not a fun conversation. So no.
1: No, because you know why? We're having the same conversation that we're having about oh, the guy
2: oh, that, oh, sits, yeah.
1: that sits at his freaking booth on his cell phone, couldn't be bothered mm-hmm. to engage with people, and then wonders, mm-hmm. you know, the market sucks. No, you suck. You suck. <laughs> or, Shut or up. It,
2: and it's funny because I watch people sometimes do the doom and gloom stuff when they have no right to do the doom and gloom stuff. It's like, So, okay, guys need to understand is that places like Fauna and Kingsnake are going to be filled with a bunch of people who are breeders and are keepers and are sound people. But the people who are overwhelmingly going to be on there are the resellers and the dealers. you got to look past that. you got to be able to dig deeper and find who you're looking for to buy from those places. Don't get discouraged just because you open up Kingsnake and the first 12 ads are all from companies trying to sell – Diamonds that don't look really like diamonds. I mean, like there's.
1: Well, you know you, what, have
2: got, got to pass this, that stuff.
1: This is this is what I would lay down. I, I would even hold us to the responsible of us If you have yes. somebody that's getting into carpets, right? Yes. And yes. for the first time, and they go to King Snake and they buy an animal from there, then we haven't done our job. Yeah. You know? And I'm not saying that people can't go and buy a pet snake and buy it off of there and be happy with what they got. But if somebody's serious about wanting to get a condro or to get a carpet or to get, you know, whatever the case may be. And um, they're not buying from a breeder, yeah. <laughs> Then we're yeah. not doing our job as a community to make sure that people know about, you know, things like GTP Keeper Radio. Ha ha, said it! <laughs> yes! It only took 40 years. Yeah. Or Morelia Python Radio. Or, you know, I I thank the people. I thank the people all the time for the people that share the podcast with other people and the people that, you know, put it up on their their Facebook pages and get that information out there. Um, Because you're not promoting us. I I mean, if this was about promoting Eric and Owen – then we would never have guests on. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? Was, because it was just, we, we often have people. talking about how we hate
2: everything, yeah.
1: Yeah, but we often would have people on that are our direct competition. You know what yes. I'm saying? Like, it doesn't yes. – well, like, well,
2: let's put it this way. I mean, almost every show that I've been at, Jason Balen's a few tables away. And I was at his table once. And uh, this is when he and I used to be on the same row at Hamburg. Um, I was at his table once talking to him because it was like, it was one of those shows where I can see my table. Nothing's really going on, but I'm talking with him and some guy comes over and he goes, I see you're down the lane from the competition. And, and Jason goes, yeah. I'm like, yeah, but that guy's a jerk. <laughs> I'm like, you know, <laughs> like, he was pointing at my table. I'm like, I don't, I wouldn't trust that asshole. And the guy goes, Do you know him? I'm like, yeah, I hear he's a jerk. So, and then Balin starts cracking up. It's like, I'm not, it, I'm not. You're right. But that's direct like those were my animals on sale down the street from Baylin's animals that are on sale and I had tigers and he
1: had tigers and blah, but blah, somehow blah. it worked. Like, yeah. Somehow I don't it works. Care. You know, I don't but here's care. I guess the thing that I would say is that when 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 I look at promoting a, a, another person that's into carpets and is a good person and they're doing things right, whether I agree with everything they do or not, but if their if their motives are you know are on the right path and and they're doing a good thing, then if I promote them in a roundabout way, I'm promoting myself because you know as well as I know that you can't just have one carpet python. It just doesn't oh, happen they're you like know potato I mean?
4: Mean.
3: or tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: eventually, you're gonna want something, and hopefully, eventually, you know, I may have something to offer you that you may like. So that, that that's how I kind of look at it. So when we promote each other, we're promoting the whole community. We're promoting everybody that's good in the community, and and stop focusing on the negative. Let's focus yeah. on the positive, the good things. I don't see people posting good things. I only ever see that kind of like that that thing that you know. I mean, I'm not one to really put my feelings, so to speak, out on Facebook all the time. No. But, you know, I felt I felt, I felt moved. Up to, for <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
1: felt moved to kind of put to put my thoughts about you know the past four years up on Facebook, and I was yeah. happy to see that it got a lot of likes and a lot of people commented. And a lot of people, you know, are on board rather than putting up a negative thing. And people just go, you know what I mean? It's like it becomes viral and everybody's talking about it and everybody's sharing it. And it's just like, no, no, stop. Stop. Just why why don't you talk about something that's – take that energy and talk about something that's good. Whether it's something that you yourself are doing or something that, you know, somebody, somebody else is doing that you see that's good. Um so that's kind of a kind of a goal for the next year. And I'm sure there'll be times where hopefully we stay the course but sometimes it can be difficult. It is we may is, have to <laughs> <And laughs> talk and talk about it. we
2: when we get back from Finley Park we'll probably be talking about the market anyway. But it's yeah. um it's it's one of those things where uh you know, there there's good and bad and if you focus on the bad you're gonna hate this hobby completely. And uh, then, by all means, get out of it. And as far as, you know, if somebody calls me up and says they want zebra things, I'll gladly point them into the direction of anybody who I know has zebras. And those are all usually my friends who breed because I don't have zebras right now or various other things. And these are people who I know will shoot people who are looking for caramels my way. And, uh, listen, I I, don't, I may not get you this sale, but I'll get you. I mean, you, you'll come back. You'll come around. If you're really into Morelia, like everybody else, at one point uh, I'll produce an animal that you'll want. It may be a seven hundred dollar animal, It maybe a fifty dollar animal. I don't care, you know. You'll 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 if you're anything like me, eventually you'll find a Morelia in everybody's collection that you'd be like, all right, I would pay money for that. So
1: it's
2: <sighs> how it goes. I mean, yeah. that's the dangers of knowing all these people. So
1: I think I think one of the you know, one of the biggest take, another big takeaway from this show is realizing that this hobby has a way of introducing you to people that you never would have crossed paths with, paths yeah. with in real life. Um Outside imagine
2: of this, if we, imagine if we didn't all have snakes. Yeah, how the hell would we meet? Because we're all different. We all do different jobs. We all have different lives. We all have different community ties, things like that. I mean. Yeah. It's, yeah. Different yeah, views ties. on
1: politics and life and the world and, you mm-hmm. know, but somehow we all have this uh, thing, thing that kind of unites us and this kind of thing that kind of we can all get excited about and, and and stand with each other, you know, and and talk to each other, and where maybe we would have never talked to each other before, you know. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's crazy to think that, um, uh, that that people that I consider close friends, maybe that I never would be, you know what I mean? Like, never, like
5: never would have yeah. met.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
2: I I don't think yeah.
1: that me and you would be friends, but you're an awesome dude. Yeah, you know? I try. <laughs> it's, like
2: it's, it's one of those things of like. Yeah, and there's some people like, you lived practically in my freaking backyard. And again, right. we probably crossed each other several freaking times, but we never knew it. And that's just right. the fun part of it. It's like, you know, you're friends with people out in Texas, Seattle, all these other places. I'm I i, I I'm answering emails from people in Australia. Um, yes. it, it's this great connection that you got. And it's not just with Morelia. I mean, um, so without the reptiles, I wouldn't be friends with Andrew. I wouldn't be hanging out doing all the monitor shit with him. I wouldn't be listen to all this stuff it's it's just the way it rolls and it's so much better and that's that's what everyone should focus on rather than am i going to be able to sell my hundred dollar snakes for a hundred dollars (laughs) or 75 dollars
1: yeah i mean i don't know um i think that uh we, we we would be uh we would we would be letting people down if we didn't give a shout out to the, what I call, uh, the Moralia Python, uh, you know, the Moralia Python radio crew, I guess you would say, or the, yes. uh, you know, the the, the NPR inner the, circle. The, you the know? NPR brain
2: <laughs> trust. Yeah. You know? The ones who tell us that this is a dumb idea, and then we go, really? <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. We'll try to yeah. do this again. Um, yeah, you won't do that I th- again so <laughs> I think uh, You know Zach Baez From uh, Darkside Exotics Who will be joining us uh, In Tinley Park Hooray! Um, And uh, I'm going to throw A little plug out there for him He has some pretty sweet coastals And I'm sure he's going to be bringing some Because I how, do I, how uh, do I know How do I know that though Because uh, I took care of him while he was away In Denmark and they're pretty awesome. So I told him
2: to bring <laughs> the coastals. And he's got uh, the jungles he tried to have me uh, bring to Hamburg. Those are some sweet-looking jungles. I told him to bring both of those. And yeah, I can't I ha- believe I- they have sold. Well, I don't have that many slots. I don't have that many babies because I have such a crap year. So I got open slots. Plus, I can pair up. Like, you know, the brettles don't need three slots. They don't need a slot each. So I told him to bring them. And if we had to, we'll I'll, I'll get them on a the friggin' table. It'll work. Something sells, something sells. Find um, me a beer. So, it's, I mean, oh.
1: I think uh, <laughs> that dude in particular I have uh, have a connection with. But he would, me and him, outside of the snake world, we would have never have crossed paths. <laughs> no, never. I probably would I would have been ever. his boss.
5: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like You would have been looking at me like, you're an dick. asshole. <laughs> oh,
2: that guy's a dick. I mean, I guess, um, yeah.
1: I kind of look at him like a younger brother, um, you know, Aww. a guy that uh, you know is just kind of. Uh, well, you know, he, he he was one of those guys that uh, he contacted me to kind of yep. look at my collection, and I was kind of, should I do this? Should I not do this? Found out that he lives maybe ten minutes away from me, and you know, <laughs> came over. Um, yeah, you know, he's taught me a lot uh camera wide, about yeah. taking pictures and yeah just uh you know just he just has a different a different mindset than than I do and it's good to sort of have somebody that sort of to put you on that on that path um i think I uh our next uh, you know i consider these guys these these are these are friends now it's not just reptile oh. queen um, with Matt Minnetola from Philly Herp, yep. um, he's yep. another guy that uh, he will be he's, also with us in uh, yes. Carpet Row. He'll be
2: the end cap of Carpet Row, the official end or and or beginning of Carpet Row because he'll have he's, the you know the non-Morelia.
1: Yeah, he's the Morelia et cetera of Carpet et Row. Et <laughs> it's, it's funny because i I've,
2: I've known of Matt for years. But Uh it's like getting him involved with the radio show and then talking to him more and more and more over the past, like, two years is when it's like, actually, I'm like, you know, friends or something. He used to just be, like, a reptile acquaintance. You saw him every show. He had the Bloods and the Borneos. I knew he was a Blood Borneo guy. I didn't know, you know, really anything else about him. So,
1: but it's uh, cool. The the idea that sometimes, like I said, that we don't maybe want to... Uh, you know, we kind of—is this worth it? Uh, you know, when you're when you hear all the negativity, and it's you know, it's like, oh man, you know what? I just wanna I just wanna quit NPR and just quit Facebook and and not have to worry about it, and just pull myself out of the limelight and she go into my, my reptile room
3: yeah. and not have
1: to worry about this nonsense. But yeah, it's people like Zach and Matt that sort of get me fired up. They ignite that passion. They get me excited. They get, you know, they, they, they're, they don't even know they're doing it probably, but you know, we have a little thread uh, that goes on every pretty day. much uh, every day, all hours <laughs> every day the day. day
2: there's something, <laughs> um, you know, Holy crap. I just saw this. That is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, like, and then yeah. like an hour later, you'll finally get a break from work. You'd be like, that is fucking awesome. So it's like, it's very throughout the day this conversation goes on and they are two of the guys that we bounce ideas off of for the pick of the week for probably put on radio. They also kind of give us, if we're on the fence about something, uh, when it comes to what to do about the radio show or the pick of the week, uh, they're kind of like an unofficial other voice to listen to. So it's uh, cool to have that.
1: They're awesome dudes, good guys in the rep in this reptile biz thing that we're doing. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than, you know, um they're just they're just great dudes, you know. And uh like I said, I consider them friends now not just reptile acquaintances or past guests on the show or however you want to do yeah. it. Um another guy for me uh is Rob Stone, you know. Mm. Um Rob Stone is like uh I, I swear that guy's a walking encyclopedia of the reptile business. I mean, I don't yeah. think that I've ever posed the question to him that he did not have an answer to. I mean, so specific indeed. That, that guy must be like, uh, he must have a mind. Like he just like memorizes shit like a photographic memory or like, I don't know how to explain it, but I'll just be rambling something off and it'll be like, uh, yeah there was a book that came out in nineteen seventy six that had you know uh, <laughs> it's like what <laughs> what- I'm like holy shit, the dude's right, you know, uh yeah, there was a shipment that Bushmaster got back in nineteen ninety two and uh you know blah blah blah, and it's an awesome dude um you know he uh he really likes the show he can relate to the reptile radio thing, uh he was a huge fan of those guys as well. Uh, he's actually been on their show. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I have, I have text messages that go with him, uh, you know, all the time, all hours of the day. Um, uh, so yeah, basically, you know, all day long I'm talking to people, (laughs) you know, it's just talking to various reptile. uh, It it never stops. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, they, they are all inspirations to, to, to me. And, um, you know, I don't know. And I mean, as far as, well, I guess there would be, I think we talked about this before, but the fact of there being no uh, Morelia Python radio without the two of us. um, Mm. I think that although maybe sometimes, you know, I may, Get the email or the credit or the, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like they the all, they
3: all love you. <laughs> <laughs> you know,
1: the fact that the fact that Owen's been here for four years, giving up his Tuesday night, you know, hmm. I mean that's huge because right? that's not an easy thing to do, you know, and yeah. um, to say okay, I'm locked into this, and we're still going strong because. I don't think that the show would be the same. You know, it's kind of like Van no. Halen and breaking up and, you know, getting <laughs> get to the third singer. And it's like, yeah, he's a good singer, but it just don't work with you, you know? it's.
2: <laughs> I'm done know. now. <laughs> 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 you, you, so, you you lost me at singer number two, but I gave you a chance here. <laughs> but yeah. Uh,
1: it's, yeah, it's like, you know, and it's, well, when the band breaks up and they get a replacement, it just it's not the same, you know. So does work out that way. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you, Owen. There, I'll drink a Thank shout you. out do, to you. Uh but uh yeah I think I think I hit on on everything I needed to you know, Tinley Park is is this weekend. And, yes uh, we leave that Thursday. always gets me pumped. You know, yes. I it's gonna I, be I, dude I am
2: you have no idea how looking how how forward I am looking to this. I mean it's like it it's I get to go on a road trip with my friends, which is always fun um a little sucky I don't like driving through Indiana, but um, it's like <laughs> um it's not there's nothing there but um, I get to go on a road trip I get to to show the biggest reptile show that I can think of, where that is incredible those you, you see some of the coolest shit at Tinley Park. So I'm looking forward to that, and then I'm looking forward to trying to sell some of my snakes, and then I'm looking forward to hanging out at bars with all my reptile friends. It's like I cannot freaking wait. So time for snake stuff, good food, good drinks, good people, family yeah. reunion. So,
1: And if Peter Birch, if you're coming, if you're listening, and you're coming yes, to the
2: – We will make you N- come on the show now. Yeah.
1: NARBC. Um, you have to make sure that you stop over and you say hello to us. At uh, Morelia Python Radio, and we will definitely line up a date um, yep. for you to come on. But um, Owen wants you on the show so bad, that so badly. You've actually been my pick now, <laughs> He had now streamed for- the show so, and thought he was I, number I, episode one hundred six. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm cognizant All of a sudden, it's amazing. Yes. So yes, I, um,
1: like, I like this ability. Great! I see the future. So. <laughs> yeah, Tinley Tinley, I'm I'm with you man. I'm pumped. You know, it's it's gonna be awesome. Uh the idea of just hanging out for the weekend, uh just you know it's being at the you... it's crazy to think hold on, let yeah. me put this into perspective. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's crazy to think for me, maybe not for you, but for me yeah. to think that I am a vendor at one of the biggest reptile shows in the country. I'm a vendor it's, there.
2: They're mind blown. It's funny because you went out there, and I've been doing reptile shows and vending, and you didn't really do too much. So I'm like, yada, 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 okay, whatever. You know, go out to Tinley Park, and you come back, you come back, and you're like, it's so much better and different and everything. I'm like, what? It can't be that. And then I went out with you last October. I'm like, oh, my God, this is awesome. So I... I've been looking forward to this since we left last year. So it is, um, it, it is definitely one of those, uh, moments that you really feel good about your reptile business and, and good about yourself is that, you know, you're not, you're not at a reptile show where, you know, uh, every other vendor is, <laughs> I was at a reptile show earlier, uh, last week. Um, and it was in Maryland, and that's all I will say about it, but they were selling ball pythons and boa constrictors in what looked like, you know those pretzel containers that come with twist-on lids? Yes. Yeah, they had boas crammed in there, the lids were on, and then they drilled holes in the lids, and that's what they had on their tables to sell their snakes in. Wow. And I'm like, way wow. to be that guy. It's <laughs> Like, you know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm like, you wow. gotta be kidding me! Like, and then you go to some place in like Kinley Park, where everybody has really nice acrylic displays. Everybody looks pretty. Everything looks nice. There's not, you know, it it it, it it's, it's night and day. So if that is another thing we try to convey is that you know if you're going to go out and you're going to do this, you're going to be a part of the reptile community. Be a good representation of the reptile community. Don't be that guy. Don't be the guy who you know has ship new ships animals that are dying or have mites or upper respiratory infections. Don't be the guy who's selling animals out of clearly what were salad containers that he went to like the Acme and like shoved all in a bag. I mean, you know, there's, don't be that guy. If I can make that into like some stupid hashtag or whatever the hell, don't be that reptile guy, okay? Just don't do that and uh, well, you'll I think, better.
1: I think uh I think it was on some post that some, I don't know if somebody was complaining about, Complaining about the, the, I don't know if it was the market, I I, I don't know, but uh, no, Howard jumped no. in and he basically said, hold yourself to a higher standard. Goddamn right. It. Hold yourself to a higher standard. Yeah, maybe all these other people are this way and yeah, it's this, but damn it, man, hold yourself to a higher standard. I thought that, that was, uh,
2: couldn't be said any better. I mean, yeah, I mean, go, go do that and I'll do my stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I hope, I hope that there's, you know, four more years or you know, there's many, many more years of Morelia Python Radio because I'm still excited about about Morelia and carpet pythons and God damn it, man, there's tons to do. There's so much to I, do. I, I, I believe I've
2: told you that I will be breeding snakes, keeping snakes, and doing this radio show until I'm dead. They're going to have to <laughs> wheel me out of my snake room feet first. All right. Yeah. Cause if I, You know, if I work hard at my job job, eventually I can retire and do the snakes things full time when I'm like 70. So, you know, yeah. I'll do that. <laughs> you know, I'll, sounds good to me. So, I want to yeah. be that old crazy guy with his carpet pythons that, yeah. you know,
1: I want to have amber. crazy hair. Who's
2: that dude he's, that's oh, on yeah.
1: like uh, the, uh, he's always on like the alien shows with the crazy hair. You know what I'm yeah, talking
2: exactly about? I'm waiting to, I'm waiting to like I'm waiting until I get into my sixties and then I can rock an old man beard. That, like you know, said, who's that yeah. crazy asshole with the beard? That's Owen. Oh, so,
1: yeah. We're I'm we're basically at old... that point. Your your whole thing is I don't give a <laughs> fuck. I don't give a fuck. Who cares? Fuck away from me. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Eating the whippersnappers with a stick. Anyway, so that's the future. So, yeah, I mean. Oh man, there's so much, so much to do with uh, with Morelia. Um, so much selective breeding, and so much, uh, you know. For, to forget it, even take just take the morphs off the table. I mean, I, I look at the morphs as we're in the we're in the we're in the early stages of that stuff. I mean, there really hasn't even been like selective breeding done. For these various things, I mean, we have yet to put GQIJs into granites. I mean, it has not happened yet. Now, imagine taking that and putting them into exantic granites, and um, mm-hmm. just like you're going to see, I guarantee in ten years from now, you're going to see animals that are going to blow your mind. You know, we're th- you know at the beginning of the show, we were talking about how Owen and I came from a from a from a time where Uh, An IJ Jag Or dare I say I remember seeing Moe's Jungle Jags And saying Mm -hmm. What the Mm -hmm. holy shit is that You know like oh my god Um,
2: Where where Albino carpets were something No one ever talked about Because there was like two In Australia that nobody knew about Or anything else like that Where zebras were Ten thousand dollars yeah, I mean it's like it, you got to think about this stuff. Is like out of the morphs and colors and, and 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 line breeding and stuff that we've seen, guys. When I started, there was jaguars, tri stripes, and tigers. That was
1: it. Yep. And you know, like I think of, I mean, you take you take just the subspecies of the complex. Mm. Jungles yeah. have gotten the most love. Um, and as you can see, look at what they look like. Um, IJ,
2: I think he's going to get but, even man, better with line breeding. We, Coastal, man, we haven't but, even
1: touched the surface with inlands, not even yeah. came close to doing anything with Darwin's, you know, I Nothing mean, I mean, like
2: that the morphs, but I mean like that it's, mm. yeah. Inlands I mean,
1: so much potential. So much yeah. potential. And if and if you're looking for something that's a little outside of the box, you know, um you have uh diamond pythons which don't really fit into that, you know, cookie cutter jungle coastal IJ, uh but Darwin breeding. But just like Red Lie and
2: Inland diamonds, they're a little bit more on the expensive side, but you know what? They they're they're not that hard to keep. I mean, I was terrified of diamonds being like they were going to die at any moment. You had to drop them down. They don't live past a certain point. Don't, these are all myths, guys. Diamonds are, are just as obtainable and just as keepable as any other type of Morelia, and in my opinion, a very cool species. So if you're into carpet pythons and you want diamonds, go get freaking diamonds. They're awesome. Yeah. So yeah, it, I mean, just be like that.
1: I think that's 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 what drives me to want to work with just the Rem- Morelia complex because there's everything that you could possibly want right within this group of snakes. I mean, yeah. and then you, you you look at look at some of the chondros and some of the stuff that's that's been done with those guys, and you know, if you're into localities, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're like designer, just design, whatever that's- you're into, there's there's so much potential, so much yeah. left to be done um with with the, just the Every, complex. everybody the wants
2: the, everybody wants a black and blue con so. <laughs> yeah
1: um, everyone, I mean, everyone
2: does find me a person who doesn't
1: they're head turning man, I mean, yeah. you look at that animal and you're like, Shh. I gotta tell you man i i've I've been you know like locality is kind of the thing for me, but after going down and seeing some of Bill's stuff, and it's just like, what? (laughs) Whoa, whoa, what? (laughs) Uh, I might have to rethink this this whole thing here, but um, just amazing, amazing animals. They're so... uh, The fact of where they come from, they're so easy to work with because they're so... uh, What's the word I'm looking for? They're so resilient to... Uh, maybe not so much con. Well, I kind of think chondros are too, but the chondro people would kind of probably disagree with me. But <laughs> mm-hmm. they're resilient to keep her. Um, you know, I find that carpets are kind of like bulletproof. I talk about my, you know, my my snakes that were in the basement where the you know when it got as cold as it did. I mean, you're looking at fifty degree lows at night. Mm-hmm. You know, and as long as that hot spot kicked on during the day go up, they'd warm up, raise their temperature, that they're good to go. You know? They they would go in the hide box and crouch down and, you know, get ready for uh you know, retaining that heat through the night, boom, the light kicked on, they go back out, you know. Perfect shed, always ate. I don't know, man. You can't get you can't get a better snake, in my opinion. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a little biased. Of course. so uh, I think I guess the last people that we would thank would be the fans Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you for everybody's support Um, I think uh, everybody out there this is kind of why we do it and uh, I'm glad that everybody that listens um, gets something out of it and uh, you know keep that feedback coming and Letting us know uh, what you want to hear and where you want to want us to go, um, and uh, hopefully we have many, many more years of uh, Morelia python to, to bring you. So, yeah, uh, I appreciate it. I know Owen appreciates it. So always, yeah.
2: You know. And without you guys, the people who download us, listen to us live, who comment on the early pick of the week. Uh without you guys there would be no show. We wouldn't do this. Um Eric and I can hear each other talk without you guys. So, um <laughs> yeah. But we 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 do this because apparently you guys enjoy it. So, uh and we're going to keep doing it as long as we can. And uh we we get by and we love the support. We love the uh emails, the comments, the uh suggestions. Um keep them coming, keep listening and you know, thank you.
1: Yeah, the one thing that I would ask you guys to do, that if you do like what we're doing and you do want to try to uh, support the Morelia community, you hear a guest you like, spread it out there. Share the show, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Share the link to it. You know, if somebody has a question and somebody answered it on the show, you know, share just share it, you know. I mean, you can get it. All there's so many iTunes. It's on our yep. website. It's on, you know. I put the links up on Facebook and, you know, just share it, um, and and it'll spread the Morelia you love, you know. And that's how you make the community better by growing it and uh, bringing new people into it. And you know, the next group of Rico Walders and Nick Muttons and Jason Balins and you know. Uh, they were all beginners at one point, you know. Yeah. So that's kind of uh kind of the idea. Uh so if you are at Tinley Park this weekend, uh we will be at Carpet Row. Be sure to stop on by, say hello. Uh if yes. you're curious about carpets, uh Carpet Row is the spot to be. Um because if Owen or I do not have an animal that you're looking for or were interested in or wanted to see what it was about, I am sure somebody at that row will have an animal that you can check out. Uh, or maybe you were wanting to to buy one or maybe you wanted to talk to a breeder about one. Um, uh, don't be afraid to come up and, and, and talk to us. Uh, you know, that's, kind of why we're there you know to uh to put names with faces and and meet new people so uh it's exciting and uh i know that sometimes it can be difficult to uh talk to people at a show but uh you know if you want to uh hang out after the show um you know feel free to uh to come by and have a drink with yeah. us or,
2: yeah, we'll uh, – if you guys – and I know there's a bunch of people who were talking to us about wanting to hang out at Tinley. Um, if you feel like you want to hang out, drop us a message on Facebook or something like that. Uh, we'll tell you where we're going to be at. We kind of try to, like, keep it close to the hotel, especially if we're drinking. Nobody wants to go get themselves killed. And Owen's insurance agent mind mine clicks in every once in a while, so um, <laughs> the – don't do that. You'll be voiding this. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> so, <it's> like, <laughs> so, um, we'll, uh, if you guys want to, if you want to drop us a line, if you guys are free, we'll let you know where we're going to be at. Uh, obviously there are a bunch of restaurants and, you know, we'd love to have you guys come out with us. We're going to go hit that food there, that food, there, drinks here usually end up in bananas at some point at the night. And, uh, so we'd love to sit down, chat with you, get a drink, get something to eat. Um, uh, I've already scheduled several Hobbit fights for Eric. Um, <laughs> you think I'm joking? So, I'm in. <laughs>
1: so, yeah, good. Who am I wrestling? So, Jamie? Uh, I Jamie's Hobbit. Jamie's Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> Jamie's Hobbit. Damn it! Yeah, we I'm going to be on again. the treadmill tomorrow. No, no, I know. You
2: better start working. You're you're running to Chicago. I as don't know long as
1: As long as I can get uh, Baez, we'll jump up on my shoulders, and I have a flip flop. We're good to go. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> perfect.
2: So, yeah, I mean, we'll be doing that. And uh, so if you guys definitely want to come out and hang with us at Tinley Park, drop us a line. We're pretty open. We're probably never going to say no. Uh, we'll just tell you where we're at, and then it's, it's up to you to get to where, where we are. So, yeah.
1: all right? Sounds good to me. So, cool. Um, we have uh, next week we're just going to do a Tinley Cap uh, Tinley Park recap. Um and we're probably going to roll out the uh the calendar. Uh yes.
2: I just flipped mine uh, yeah. over to October and I'm like, Holy crap, I don't have that many months left.
1: <laughs> yeah. We I looked at the shows and by this time last year we had already done it. Um but oh, uh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're a little behind with that, but uh we're definitely gonna get that going. Not sure how we're going to uh facilitate it this year, but um Owen and I will have plenty of time to uh, to talk about it over the weekend, and
0: uh, and we'll they be introducing ride to Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: we'll be able to uh, introduce that on Tuesday. Where you got to go, and uh, you know, hey man, it's a cool thing that if you can get your snake in a calendar, and then everybody gets that calendar, and they open up to October, and there's your snake. Um, you know, I mean that's another way to sort of. Yeah. Uh, you know, get your name out there, you know, so. uh, I I hang my Morelia
2: Python radio calendar in my snake room, and I write down everything from show dates on it to when, like if I have a female that's having her prelay, she has the prelay, and I walk right over to the calendar. Even before I clean it, I see the shed, I write it on the calendar. So now it's not a thing of, oh, crap, I forgot to document it. It's right there. It's all right there. (laughs) So, and right. I know when the eggs—I know when the eggs are going to hatch because I know when they were laid because I saw her with them and I wrote them—I wrote it down. So it's a—it's an excellent commodity, excellent tool, and like you said, it's just getting your name and your snake out there because people will see that chondro and it has your name typed up underneath it, and they're going to maybe I'll talk to this guy about a chondro, so uh, or whatever.
1: So, yeah,
2: definitely awesome.
1: Uh, So, yeah, that'll be uh, the next week's episode. And then uh, the week after that, I believe, is the 27th. And I'm pretty excited about having uh, Scott Eber come on.
3: Um, Uh uh,
1: (laughs) He was uh, messaging me the other day. Well, I I guess when he first started messaging me, somehow he stumbled upon the podcast. And uh, Scott is from Australia. Um, Scott has many pictures uh, in the Complete Carpet Python book, as well as, I believe, the Complete Children's Python book uh, about uh, pictures of wild, um, you know, pythons down in Australia. So I guess he's heard me say multiple times about how cool it would be to come down there. And I think the first picture that he must have sent me was a picture of a coastal carpet on his uh, on his backyard fence. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. What the my, hell? My yard. And I'm like, oh, man. So uh, we've been going back and forth with messaging and whatnot, and he's been showing me some of the places that he's been uh, and some of the species that uh, he's come across, which I believe he's pretty much come across all the pythons, Everything. but I think maybe three or four. I don't think he's found Olin Pellies, and I don't think he's found Imbricata as of yet. However, uh, besides that, I think he's pretty much ran across everything.
2: That's, that's a lot of them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to be talking about um, field herp It's going to be a field herping show. Uh right. And it's going to be based, but uh, based, Australian. Uh, so, and who better to talk with than an Australian? Um, that makes a guy, lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. He's been out in the, ha- in the bush uh, mm-hmm. and he's been out there and he has firsthand knowledge of what the environment is like and what these animals look like. And I think it's just going to be a really cool episode and uh, just a different perspective on, on what we do because his experience uh, of being out there in the wild is, I mean, I know we keep snakes in a box and all that stuff, but uh, I think, I think that'll be uh be a really cool episode. So um, that's pretty much locks us in for October. And then, Coming, uh, I believe, the first week of November, um, mm. Terrell uh, is going to come back on. But this time, he's coming on to talk with us about blood pythons. Uh, okay. Him and uh, his partner, April. Um, mm. She's kind of giving him the go-ahead to sort of come on and, and, and talk blood pythons. And for some reason, blood python blood python guests are hard to get. They don't want to talk, man. They just don't want to talk. So we'll take whatever little talk we can get uh about to get our blood python fixed you know if yeah. somebody's willing to come on and want to talk about blood pythons or borneos or you know sumatrans or whatever the case may be um we're we're going to try cool. to get that get that fixed for you yeah so we're kind of locked in for that uh don't forget cool. the uh t-shirt I don't, how many days are left on that owen a couple
2: uh, days three or four yeah not three or a lot four
1: days. Yeah. Yeah. So me... if you haven't gotten it and you're you want an NPR shirt uh you know for just such occasions like Tinley where you can rock it out uh people will know uh you know that you support the show and all that stuff. Um it's cool. Uh, go over there and pick it up. All proceeds go to USark. I haven't checked uh, it. We have
2: uh, we have 7 days to go.
1: 7, okay.
2: Yeah, and we have sold twenty three shirts, so we're actually going to be filling the order, but we've only raised thirty eight dollars and one cent. Okay, that is sad. All
1: right, well, <laughs> so, it's better than man. nothing. Uh, yeah, still. we'll still
2: we'll give the forty dollars to USARC, but um, yeah,
1: we, we'd love like hey, to man. We'd give
2: them a little more. But they do yeah. need every single freaking penny.
1: Yeah, so there we go.
2: Um, hey, seven days, and then it's it. The next time we do a shirt like this, it'll be a different design. So
1: Yeah, I think we're retiring that one, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. I, well, and it's funny because somebody uh, – I, I saw someone at Oaks a few weekends ago, and they were wearing the, the shirt that we're selling, the Black and Marley Python Radio, and it was so faded and, like, grayish. And he goes, I love this shirt. I need a new one. I'm like, it's up right now. Go get it. <laughs> pretty, yeah, You know, you know it, it's one of those things where – You know, this will be the last time we do this. So run over there. You got seven days, seven days. If you're an international person, buy the shirt, have it shipped to my house with your name on it, and we will mail it to you after it gets here. All right? So if if you want to contact me on Facebook, and I'll let you know what to do with that, but you only have seven more days. Go now,
1: quickly. So. (laughs) Yeah. Uh and uh, I guess, okay, so we took care of that for uh, yep. the uh, show, MoreliaPythonRadio.com. Uh, you can follow us on our Facebook page at Morelia Python Radio. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Morelia Python. Um, and then our website, like I said, is MoreliaPythonRadio.com. We kind of look at that as the hub for all things Morelia, sort of points you in the direction of different things. Maybe you're curious about subspecies, morphs, whatever. It's all there. Different books. Where do you get the books? It's all there. We try to put up papers and such as we have guests on and talk about it. It's all there. Past guests. Where are their websites? Their Facebook pages. All there. So um, if you want to be curious about uh, Morelia at all, that's kind of the place where I would point you in that direction and would sort of shoot you in the direction of what you're looking for. Um, uh, and if you have questions or comments or whatever, you can send them to info at Um I think the last thing that I have for myself, ebmorelia.com. I've been putting a lot of work into the website uh, this week. Uh, I'm putting the finishing touches uh, on some things that I've been working on. I have a uh, care sheet page, so to speak, um, and I sort of uh, – try to get into as much detail as I can. Um, and it's still a work in progress, and it's going to continue to be uh, a work in progress. And it's my approach to keeping carpet pythons. And it's my sort of um, – I'm filtering things that I've learned through trial and error. I've learned through list, talking to various guests on on the show um, and uh, just my overall approach to keeping carpet pythons. Um, I also have a breeding page that I started, and uh, probably by the end of the season it will be completely finished because uh, throughout this season I'm going to finish taking a whole round of pictures. Um, I just want to use it as sort of a base. This is kind of how I approach it. I don't claim that this is the end-all, be-all, like we said earlier, but this is just my approach. Um, If you go to my website and you click on keeping um, keeping and breeding pythons, the, you know, the tab on the index, uh, click that it'll take you to a page and it'll say keeping carpets, breeding carpets. There are two separate pages. You can click on that and it'll take you to, uh, to that and you can check that out. I've also started, um, which this is a little more in depth to do. And this is sort of at the, the basics of this is that if you go to my collection page, You click on the the, uh, subspecies, it'll take you to a page that will show you, uh, tell you a little bit about that subspecies, the size, and all that kind of stuff, and uh, the different morphs and the different lines that I'm working with, Uh, and then below that, you'll be able to see some of the animals in our collection, and as I get the names and what lines they're from, et cetera, et cetera, I'll be adding that up, Um, so check that out. I also do the uh birth records page where every year I kinda uh have the clutch um I have the animals, what all happens, so it kind of makes it easier for people that want lineage info where they can just i can just point them to my website and they can go check it out uh for themselves um if you ever pass on an animal, it's all right there that you can check out um I do have bunch of animals now available. Um uh, I posted them up on the uh breeder what is it? The Morelia breeder direct. Yeah. What's the actual name of it. Yeah, right? Yeah, um,
2: Python breeders direct. Uh, uh breeder direct Morelia classified Yeah. Thing. Um,
1: yeah. over there, <laughs> uh I have them on my Facebook page EB Morelia. They're also on my website ebmorelia.com. Um so, uh most of those well all those animals that are available will be coming with us to Tinley. Um mm-hmm. and also I should note that uh if you are coming from out of state and um uh you want to pick up an animal but you don't want if you're flying in or whatever, we can always use ship your reptiles uh and they'll ship it out to you from the show and it'll arrive at your home, which is uh which is an awesome service that those Guys, do it. Ship your reptiles. Um, So stop on by, see what we got. If there's something that catches your eye, let's talk about it. And uh, let's see if uh, we can uh, get you hooked up with a a cool carpet python. So um, that's all I got. Go ahead, Owen. Take us out. Cool. Uh, What I got is you can go
2: on to rogue-reptiles.com. If you see any babies you want there, please let us know before Tinley Park... Uh, do not wait. Uh, don't expect us to have the baby you want, or for it to still be there when you get there. Um, after Tinley Park this weekend, we have the Hamburg Reptile Show. The weekend after, um, depending on how many babies we sell, Tinley—if we <laughs> if we have a good Tinley—I might not be there. So, um, but for right now, we're going to go on that. Uh, if you are, uh, if you have purchased animals from Rogue. Um, we have a new page on our website, which is the lineage tab. When you open up the Rogue Facebook page, it has a lot of the pairings that we've done over the past three years. Um, uh, their lineage information is right there for you to copy, save it, and then you have the lineage information of the baby that you own. Um, if you are, if you are, do have an animal from Rogue and you don't see the lineage information for that baby. And you want to contact us, and we'll make one up for you. That's fine. That's totally cool. We'll put it right up there on the website. Whoever needs it, awesome. So, uh, again, thank you very much uh, for all of you who've listened to us for the past four years. And uh, we hope to he- see you all next week for our uh, post-Timley show and for some more Morelia Python Radio for the next
0: four years. <laughs> It's free. If you're a buyer or a breeder, you got to check out the Reptile Report Marketplace. The Marketplace is the reptile world's most complete buying and selling destination, full of features that help put you in touch with the perfect deal. Find exactly what you're looking for with our advanced search system. Search by sex. Weights, Morph, or other keywords, and use our Buy It Now option to buy that animal right now. Go to marketplace.thereptilereport.com and register your account for free. Be sure to link your Marketplace account to your Ship Your Reptiles account to earn free tokens with each shipping label you book. Use the Marketplace to sell your animals and supplies and maximize your exposure with a platinum ad. that also gets fed to the Reptile Report and our powerful Marketplace Facebook page. Buying and selling? You ship your...